Fred Stearns. Anywhere, everywhere. Sirius XM. I got depressed thinking about uh, Bruce Willis. I, you know, I was thinking about that guy. I, I never met Bruce Willis. At least I don't think I did. And um, I, it's possible. I mean, people tell me I interviewed people, and I go, "I did." When was that? Yesterday we had that. Who did we play tape of? Oh, Raquel Welch. I had no recollection of talking to Raquel Welch. How ever I forget? Bruce that? Bruce called in once. Did he? We never met him. Yes. Why did he call in? I can't remember. I th- I think it had something to do with um, uh, promoting Planet Hollywood or a movie or something like that. Oh, he, that makes he did sense. He did call him once late in the show. I don't yeah. remember that at all. <clears throat> no, well, how would you? Who remembered Raquel Welch? I mean, you. I remembered it. Well, because you won. You remember things. But. Uh, oh, when, <laughs> is that all? Yeah. Well, you know, I just wanted to say <laughs> a couple of words. there are people I don't remember. Yeah. I just want to say a couple of words about Bruce Willis because, you know, I, I not that I know the guy at all. I know him the same way that anyone in the audience knows him through his movies. And uh, I was never originally a fan of that show with Sybil Shepard where they... Moonlighting. What were they, detectives? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know him from that. But I guess the first movie I saw of his was Die Hard, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you know, and of course all those Die Hard movies and then they... M. Night Shyamalan movie where he played that superhero, the reluctant superhero. Unbroken. So, unbroken. Thank you. Or Robin. unbreakable. Unbreakable. One of the two. Unbreakable. Yeah. And, and anyway, it was really, really great performance. But the uh, Die Hard movies were really good. I mean, these were great action films and you just love the guy. And, um, you know, and then he's got this charmed life, married to me more, who was the hottest chick, one of the hottest chicks ever in Hollywood, right? And uh, I don't know, you know, you just, he kind of admired the movies that he did and how good he was in them. And he's always been around, like you never really give much thought. And it's getting depressing, like yesterday, Belzer died. You know, we had that news. And Belzer was such a part of the show. He used to always come on 57 appearances on our show. And then, like, you know, you read that Bruce Willis got some weird-ass dementia. They say this dementia can start when you're as young as 40 years old. Listen to this. 40 years old, you start getting dementia. It's some sort of rare dementia that maybe 7% of the population can get. Something like that. Don't quote me on that one. But it, it, it happens to people when they're young. And so they're even speculating that Bruce Willis might have started having this condition in his 50s based on certain appearances he made. And he was always very well protected because they're saying that it could have been diagnosed much, much earlier than we ever knew about it. And so, um, I don't know, I started thinking about the guy and I went, man, now he's 67 and his family basically issued a statement that said, uh, you know, Bruce Willis is completely out of it now. And he's sitting somewhere where I guess people are doing everything for him because he has no memory. 
you know, he has no no ability Any to know no he's ability. even Bruce Willis. No ability to speak either. I mean, they lose right. language completely. And they said that this uh, dementia is so fucked up that like, and I'm trying to figure this out reading what I read, th- th- that like you could go over like a, a washing machine to do your laundry and not have any idea how much like soap or anything to put and just pour a whole bottle of soap in there. Yeah. And then like, and then take your clothes out and then go, oh, I have to wash them again. Like not even knowing that you just washed them. And I'm like, you don't even remember as you're taking them out that you washed them already. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I'm like, well, that is like, how do you even know what a washing machine is? It's a weird sort of selective memory thing because you know enough that the washing machine will wash your clothes. I mean, life is cruel. I mean, you basically become a house plant that knows how to use a washing machine a little bit. According to this article. So I was thinking about Bruce Willis and his kids and all that stuff. And it was like really weird to think that here's a guy who's been part of our life. Like my entire adult life. I know Bruce Willis. And you think of him as this handsome, dashing, competent movie star. And now he's like, did he end up? Do you think he could have imagined the end of his life is like sitting at home where I guess they probably got a he's a wealthy man. He probably has a couple of people wiping his ass and everything. And I'm like. It's fucking depressing. It's just depressing. It's so sad. Feel bad for the guy. And you don't know if that's going to happen to you. You know, like now, you know, I was talking to you about this the other week. I said, now you go, uh, do I want to go out that way? Or do I want to avoid that? You know, is that <laughs> <Yeah>. the way? <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one selects. Yeah, I'll go out that way. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just horrible. I mean. And then I guess eventually, I don't know exactly what happens, but with this dementia, it eventually kills you. But I don't even know how it kills you. Like, you know what well, I mean? Like, Well, there's a lot of things that happen. You become less mobile. First of all, a human being needs to move. What is that, and your alarm? You, yeah. What did you have your alarm set for? You knew you'd be on the air. Oh, that's just still, it was another alarm that I just keep going for a while. How many alarms do you set a day i'm curious um in I other words set, i you know my alarms are you know i've got the monday tuesday wednesday alarms <laughs> and then i have my everyday alarm i'm picturing you at home that's all i'm having a good time thinking you with your alarms and setting that's things right. are I mean, all my alarms are working now i do anything to just have a camera in your house and watch what you're up to I really would. It would probably bore you to <laughs> no, death. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I don't. Somehow I think no. What was I, I can tell this. The other day, Robin goes, I'm busy. I go, what are you doing? Are you, I'm making my own yogurt. I go, what? <laughs> I said, what are you, Amish? I said, I eat yogurt. I No special yogurt. You know, she's got uh, dietary restrictions. You know, everybody's into their own thing. And she was busy making her own yogurt. I, I, I interrupted the whole session. And she, you know, it's got to time it out. She's, I tell you, there's a reality show with Robin. I could just get the cameras in there. I could prove it. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, Robin. You can only receive what you believe. I know. I know. I, I've got, this is the opening to the show. I'm, I'm telling you, if you let me with those cameras in there, I'll make, I'll make you a lot of it's money. It's a reality show in here. <laughs> Absolutely. Just you and your alarms and everything. <laughs> so just be here. Hey, it's time for the Robin, Robin Show. Robin Ophelia Quivers. Live your life. Be free. Today on Robin.
churn your own butter. Robin Quivers. <laughs> what a gorgeous day to wake up to. Keeping up with Quivers. Yes, uh, today Robin will be setting multiple alarms. Robin Ophelia Quivers. The right person will love you for who you are, as you are. No change needed. Learn more. Things like um, uh, what to do when you have a cold. Robin Ophelia Quivers. <laughs> the cold is your body's way of crying. Yes, okay. Listen, I'm telling you, you don't know it. I know it. I'm a producer. <laughs> I, I see big yeah, possibilities. I don't see me. I don't see me running around in here. This week's but, Robin. Robin what? raises a barn. Robin. Do not comfort eat as the seasons change. Right. Watch Robin prepare vegetables. Robin quivers. Eating vegetables may be good for the mind and the body. Right. Harvest your own mushrooms. Robin quivers. It's an honor to have fans around the globe. Right. I'm telling you, you guys. I, <laughs> I, I love playing those. I Maybe I've I got love dementia. I, <laughs> I love playing those back to you, and you go, "Did I really say that?" <laughs> I go, "Yeah, you said it. I didn't make it up." Oh my goodness! But anyway, but what I was saying about it, this dementia it, thing and how it eventually kills you is yeah. you stop doing every human thing. You I stop see. moving. You stop standing. You stop walking around because you'll get lost if you do. And then you know one of the things is you know the proper intake of fluids. People forget. That they should give a drink of water every once in a while to a person who's sitting there like a plant because, you know, that's a sort mm. of like you don't even think about it. Poor Bruce Willis. You know, that's why, like, when I went to my doctor's appointment, the, the nurse said to me, would you like to take a voluntary, you know, it's not necessary, but you could take an um, early dementia test. And I go, no. Do you think mm -mm. she saw something she goes, that guy's, uh, I better give him a dementia test <laughs> or is she no. just offering? I, she did. She, she looked at my age and said, this is, <laughs> I said, wait, you mean I'm old now to the point that you, you offer it? She goes, yeah. Um, you know, once you hit your age, we offer it to all our patients. <laughs> I go, well, well, what patient wants to know? What patient that wants to know? He's got to into that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I'd rather delude myself while I'm still here. I mean, come on. You know, uh, Doctor Agus is going to come in soon. Um, he wrote a new book. It's very interesting. But according to his new book, someone in the world develops dementia every three seconds. Can you imagine? Think about that stat. And the numbers are reaching epidemic levels because why? The general population is aging. You know, I mean, listen, we're keeping the medical science is keeping people alive. Problem is, they keep you alive, and you 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 run into one of these fucking dementias. It's fucking crazy, and it's got to be. You know, it reminds me of this book that I was obsessed with as a kid, Flowers for Algernon. They made a movie yes. out of it called Charlie, and the premise of the movie was this: they took a mentally retarded guy. I mean, severely retarded, and um. Could barely work in this fucking bread factory he worked in. You know, he was sweet. I think up. you have to say a different word uh, than retarded. They don't call it that. No, it's okay anymore. to say that. It's okay to say, you know, he, he was mentally, all right, mentally, I don't know what you say, but something. <laughs> he was mentally disabled, okay? Yes. Right. He was slow and uh, really slow, like slower than Wendy. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. He, 
he they they can't you know it's a movie they came up with a drug that would make him super smart and uh without going into the whole movie he he begins he gets he becomes a genius and women love him and he, it's unbelievable right his life becomes unbelievable he's having and he's, a whole life yeah this life yeah. didn't exist before because and, he was so slow no woman was going to stop and talk to him he falls in and, love he's having a and, great time and he and he suddenly was really good looking you know and then the drug starts wearing off and that to me is like dementia like you you know you work your whole life to improve yourself to you know Basically, you know, become a person who's worldly. Like Bruce Willis did it better than anybody. I mean, the guy, the guy's a big star, made a lot of money, had beautiful women. And now these guys, then all of a sudden he gets the diagnosis and he watches it all slip away. It's all for nothing. But what a horrible, I mean, talk about, I mean, that's what Flowers for Algernon was about. The movie Charlie. It was sad watching Charlie lose those genius abilities and then wind up the slow guy again I got yeah, and, dementia. and he falls in love with the hottest chick and then the hottest chick's like at the end of the movie watching him on a on a swing because he's back right. to being a slow adult again and he's like wee <laughs> you know it's like oh fuck. wasn't very funny <laughs> but uh i don't know bruce willis but he seemed like he had a pretty good sense of humor too because i Remember, I saw him on a, they did a roast of him on Comedy Central. And I don't care what you say. Anybody who could sit there and get roasted in front of their family has got to have a good sense of humor. Because they were saying shit to him that no man should have to endure. But, uh, you know, hey, I just was thinking about the guy and I got really sad. That, well, that when I first heard the diagnosis, it hurt. It, you know, I mm. felt physical pain because I was a big Bruce Willis fan. Yeah, me too. Big fan. I love those movies. Love Die Hard. What a great fucking series of movies, especially the first. And then one. you don't you forget his turn in Pulp Fiction. That was great too. Right, Pulp Fiction. Oh God, he was so yeah, good. He was in Pulp great Fiction. in that. Yeah. And then there was this um, movie, romantic comedy called Blind Date. It's one of yeah, my I vaguely favorites. remember that. It was, I think it was Kim Basinger. Yeah, and she's one of these women who's great until she drinks alcohol oh yeah. Drinks, yeah 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 <laughs> that was a good movie it was really good and all that history all that life and then he basically ends up like in our whack pack you know at the end it's crazy crazy Yee. crazy hey ralphie what's up with you man you're up early. Uh, yeah Why? hey you know i'm with you man it's such a bummer and then to make it even worse someone started putting him in all these bad movies when he had dementia he didn't even know what he was doing you know it was just well, supposedly, they, um, you know, I guess, you know, it was a secret, but he he banked a bunch of movies. And listen, when you're an actor and you want to be in a lot of movies, they all can't be good movies because. Yeah, but it's it wasn't to... like him. It was like somebody, you know, one of I don't his know. people. You think, you think one of his they... people did that? I don't know. You know, yeah, you know that brings up a real good point, though. I was going to say, like, you don't see Jack Nicholson around anymore because supposedly. Like, he kind of made the decision, I'm real old now, I don't want to be seen, I want people to remember me as Jack, you know, Jack the Lady Killer, you know, the guy who, right. you know, the man, the, the man. Because he's yeah. the man, Jack Nicholson. Let the, the man. legend live on. Let the, the legend live on. Yeah. And, you, and you hope 
like I, I got to sit my wife down and my kids and have a discussion that if I get really fucked up, I mean, I'm getting to that age. They got to hide me away. You know, they, <laughs> because they, they, I we don't do wanna... know of people who haven't been hidden away. Right. And make mm. real messes of themselves right. in I'm public. Like, yeah. You know, like, hey, there's Howard Stern. I'm a big fan. Chris was telling me, um, like nobody was looking out for Brian Wilson, you know, at the end of his run with the Beach Boys, you know, and, um, I don't know, there's a lot of guys, you know, and, yeah, yeah we don't have to name any names. We know that these yeah. people yeah, were, you know, out the there making a mess of things. He's like the fucking coolest Bruce Willis, and now he's, like you say, it's such a fucking bummer. Hey, do you remember that story at Nobu? It was Halloween. I think you were there. It was Halloween. And all of a sudden, somebody walks in with all these girls dressed as airline stewardesses, and it was Bruce Willis dressed as a pilot. It was like... Uh, what was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Catch me if you can. Remember, he is walking around. He's the airline pilot. And yeah. Bruce Willis was dressed up like that at, for Halloween, and he had like six hot chicks with him. It was a great, and he just walked through I was, like that. I didn't see that. I wasn't there that night. Oh, but, um, man. It was, but he, he also was did the, the thing where he would, you know, go out with his band and play concerts. He loved Well, that might have that might have been the early sign of dementia, that band. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, the one uncool thing. I, I used to see him out. He was like yeah. fucking crazy and fun and oh, man. And now yeah. he's. Yeah, I'm, that's what I was thinking. That's why I was feeling sad this morning. Like. Well, I'm glad know. we're I, talking about I, it because I felt weird not sort of mentioning it and acknowledging what he's meant to to his fans. Bruce Willis was in 11 movies last year, plus he has one coming out this year and one on the way. So maybe that's what Ralphie Boy is talking right. about. Right? Oh, hey, no, you see them all over streaming services. You know what? There's a really great Bruce Willis movie. I, I got to remember the name of it. It's uh, it, He was in a bus and he was taking this guy to jail. It's so good, but it was a small movie and it, it, he was totally Bruce Willis in it. Uh, he was a cop. He was like sobering up what the fuck is it uh, i gotta go thanks it's, it's great trying to figure out what you're talking yeah. about ralph <laughs> fucking ralph <laughs> I, you know he forgets he's on the radio and people have to be you know, hey, this is really cool movie but i don't know the name of it and he's on a train and he's on a, and he's giving you the plot and you want to hang yourself <laughs> you know what i mean you're like yeah hey, is the radio it's supposed to be interesting but um i don't know i i just got sad i was thinking about bruce willis and you see, you know, and then the bells died. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I think about a lot of people who sort of disappear you and you don't see anymore. I was thinking that about Gene Hackman the other day. There's, there's another guy. While, woo, he had a, you know, he was prolific. Every year he put out a movie and he was always good no matter how bad the movie was. Well, he probably has people who are watching out for him and say, listen, you're not, you know, you, you no, need to be out you know there what he, he decided, look, I'm, I'm old. I don't want to act anymore. And now he's a novelist. Now, I don't know if the novels make sense. Right. He's a, he's a novelist. He's writing books. There you go. Okay. Whatever. He's still you holding need... on. I look at it like I have a 50-50 chance because my dad did have Alzheimer's right. when he died. But my mom had all of her marbles right up until she died. 
Yeah, I don't know what my, you know, it's interesting. I mean, first of all, my father was pretty with it up until a certain age. And then, but I think it was strokes that, uh, you know, made him uh-huh. like, like, like unable to talk and stuff. So I don't know if he technically had dementia, but he, he sure seemed like he did. But mm. my mom, you know, I was talking to her last night. Ay, ay, ay. I spent uh, a lot of time trying to convince her to go to my daughter's wedding. But she, she's like, I can't go to that. They'll show me pictures. I go, yeah, but come on. You, you, come on. You'll come over with me. You'll spend a half hour. You say, say the ceremony at least. Yeah. She goes, I will have to get a dress. If I, I got dress, I'm going to stick your ass in a wheelchair. You'll cover you up with some fucking blankets. Nobody's going to know what you're wearing. We'll get you, you some stylish dress. blankets. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you PJs that look nice. <laughs> you know what's so sad? My family. I think I'm the life of the party in my family. I'm sad to say, and I'm no, and I'm no party. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is this is it. <laughs> yeah, I can't go to that. To that, and go. Come on, I'll take you. We'll have fun. I'll wheel you around. You'll have a good time. She would enjoy it so much. I can't figure my mother out what her deal is. She keeps screaming. Yeah, on the one hand, she does everything to stay alive. On the other hand, I want to die. I'm ready to go. But I don't believe anything she says. Because if you're really dying and ready to go, go out, have a couple of, sh- have a schnapps, toast your granddaughter, and have a party. She gets I don't know so mad at me. That really would feel so good. She goes, You're putting pressure on me. And I don't like it. Like she was going to hang up on me. Like, you, you're, you're upsetting me. You're making me. And I'm like, oh my God. How the fuck did I live in a house with you for 18 years? Oh God, if I could get those 18 years back. I left my home when I was 18. I never looked back. People go, you're going to, what are you going to do after college? I said, I don't know, but I got to make a living. I can't go back. I ain't going back in that house. I remember. We were in the I, same boat. I got out no, of college. No, no. I got out of college. I had no job. So I moved home. You know, I mean, mm. you know, the, the day college was over, I go home and now I got to find a job. And, uh, you know, getting a job in radio, nobody was looking for me. So every day just to get out of the house, because my father would be like, what are you doing? Look at your resume. Double, double your TBU. Who's gonna hire you? <laughs> I was at the the college radio station with WTV. That was and your resume. <laughs> so then every day I take the Long Island Railroad into the city and walk around with a briefcase and resumes, and uh, and like hand out my resumes to like advertising agencies because I figured that was kind of like show business. And um, I told you I got a job at an advertising agency at, doing like accounting. Me, I can't even add. <laughs> I lied. I was like, yeah, I'm really good at math. Okay. I was in marketing. Marketing. <laughs> it lasted like two weeks. It was disastrous. I had no idea. You had spreadsheets, numbers. I'm sitting there like, I don't know. I mean, I'm an idiot. Can't do this. You're hoping uh, nobody sees you and just forgets you there and keeps giving you a paycheck. When I quit, they seemed upset, though. Oh. Like, they thought I was an up-and-comer. And I'm like, dude's. I'm just bullshitting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a good bullshitter. I have no, I mean, it was just great to, to see that I could 
get a job doing mathematical equations. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere like, doing anything. Well, I just wanted somewhere to go. I just wanted somewhere to go to get out of the house and maybe make a few bucks and get my own apartment. And you know, whatever. I mean, it all worked out. But God, the pressure just—I just didn't want to be home. It was the life-sucking su- vibe that existed. You just couldn't take it. Well, it was I with my first paycheck, I went out and, you know, the whole idea of nursing was I could get a job. I'd have a job when I finished school. And that first paycheck, I went out and rented an apartment, had no money for furniture. I lived in an (laughs) empty. But you don't care, especially you. You you had to really get out. You don't care. Just it was freedom. Right. Well, my dad wasn't putting his finger in me, but he was fucking with my head pretty good. <laughs> but, you you know, I left that house so fast you would have thought it was on fire. <laughs> Bye. not prepared to yeah. go. <laughs> hey, I do, uh, do want to mention. Well, let me take a couple of calls, I'll, and then I'll mention what I want to mention. But go ahead, Bobo, you're on the air. Anyway, uh, yeah, hope Bruce Willis, know. hope he's okay. I mean, I know he's not, but you know what I mean. I, it's sad. Uh, what yeah, could I do for you, Bobo? Yeah. Anyway, I was scrolling through Bet's Instagram. I came upon this huge poster like backdrop of you on the wall. Where was this taken? What? Where I don't know what you're poster? talking about. There's a poster. backdrop of you on a wall. Yeah. A huge picture of you. Like on Bet's Instagram page. Oh, that's um everywhere Beth walks. I, I post I There's put a, a big, huge picture of him. A reminder <laughs> that she that I'm her husband and that she shouldn't leave me. <laughs> No, I think what you're referring to, and I might be wrong, at uh, North Shore Animal League. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's where it's from. I, I don't want to go into all the story. It's boring. But okay. All right, Bobo. Later. Yeah, it was a, too big it was for a Jennifer pro- Witch's office. <laughs> what do you say? Too I said big it was too Jennifer big for Jennifer Witch's office to put that up. Oh, okay. All right, Bobo. Yeah. You have a good day. Oh, you too. It's so sad when I think about Bruce. Imagine Bobo has a higher IQ. Bobo than Bruce has Willis. his faculties uh, such yeah. as they are, and yeah. they're not diminishing. <laughs> like Bobo is functioning better than Bruce Willis, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, life is too cruel. Sucks. Too cruel. All right. Would you like to donate uh, your faculties to Bruce Willis, Bobo? Yeah, my. I'm a brain transplant. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk to Jeff. Jeff in North Carolina. How are you, Jeff? What? Hey guys, how you doing? All right. Um, so, backstory on it: I was in the military for 18 years. I was a Green Beret. I got blown up in 2009 and got a real bad TBI. And uh, what made me want to call in this morning was the dementia memory issues that I had during my recovery over the three years that I had to recover were told to me to mimic dementia. And as a young person, and you know, 37 years old, forgetting your kids, um, forgetting where you're going. Forgetting people that you've known your whole life is the most terrifying and scary thing in the world for someone way beyond ever kind of combat or danger I was in. Not knowing where I was going or where I was at at points was just unimaginable. And I couldn't. Yeah, can so you I, imagine I really being hurt. a, can you imagine being a Green Beret or the elite fighting unit in the, uh, you know, in the military? It is super strong, competent guy. How'd you get the TDI? In other words, you got blown up. Like when you get, like, where were you? Where well, were you serving? Yeah, so I, I I pushed the envelope too much. I got six combat deployments, 
And so on my sixth and final one, obviously, uh, in Afghanistan, I was a dog handler for Green Berets, so I was finding the bombs. And believe it or not, it wasn't a bomb that got me. The back of the uh, vehicle I was on uh, got hit with RPGs, and it threw me off the vehicle, and I landed on my head. Uh-huh. And, so, uh, yeah. and then so when you land on your head... You you but they but the dementia was temporary, huh? Well, the, so I didn't have any like real dementia issues until like two three weeks later when I was back home. You know, I got medevac back home, and then I started seeing these small things. And the big issue that brought it up was I got up on a Saturday morning when I wasn't supposed to be at work. I got my uniform on before my wife got up. I got in my car and I drove to the local supermarket and sat in the supermarket for eight hours. The reason why I sat there for eight hours is because I couldn't remember where I was going because I was going somewhere that I wasn't supposed to be at. Work wasn't happening on Saturday. I, so I stopped at a grocery store, but then got myself convinced I had to get milk. But oh. then I didn't want to go home because I was embarrassed to go home and my family to see that I didn't know where I was. So it's like 10 pounds on itself. You, your brain literally starts to betray you. And if you've you never had that before, you... It, I it's can't there. imagine. I would be so frightened. Were you wearing your helmet when you landed on your head? I was a green beret. I don't wear helmets. No, no, I wasn't. We right. had uh, we had just changed the t- cool. we had just changed the tire. We had changed change the tires, so I had my helmet off, and so I got I, I got that and then broke my back in four places. And oh, you know, I got okay. medically retired. Yeah, I got medically Dude, retired. Dude, if you're I'm, if I'm, you were a green beret, how old were you when you became a green beret? I joined the army when I was seventeen, um, but I didn't become a green beret in the army until I was twenty-seven. I was a wow. ranger first. So. Wow, you must be one type tough motherfucker, huh? No, 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 not at all. No, apparently, apparently, I'm not fast or smart enough to evade enemy contact. But how many? Uh, uh, what kind of gun did you carry? Uh, I I, I carried an M4 and an M9, but my favorite gun was the uh, M249 saw, the squad automatic weapon. It's a belt fed, you know, submachine gun that you can carry around on yourself. I like that one a lot because, uh, I mean, fuck it. You know, how fast brain. could you, how fast could you like disassemble a machine gun and clean it and then put it back together? Uh, for my training course, because I was a weapons sergeant for Green Berets, I had to have it t- torn down and put back together in two minutes. So, how many? Two minutes. Two minutes. Jesus, that's fast. Do you ever do it like, well, did you? Blind, blindfolded? No. Yeah, no, never? <laughs> no, no, that's something that's just a movie show. Why would you blindfold yourself and play with a gun? I never understood that. Yeah, right. Not a good idea when you think about it. That movie bullshit. Yeah, I tell you what, I'll do. I'll close my eyes and handle my gun. Yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of the world can't handle guns when they're looking where the gun's pointed. Can you imagine if everybody walked around with their eyes closed and guns in their hands? Yeah. Now I'm gonna blindfold myself and handle a gun. Good yeah, lord! Like, where was your like, first? When you're a Green Beret, like, where was your first deployment? My very first deployment was the invasion of Iraq, and that was right after I graduated the Green Beret training course. I was in the training course when 9-11 happened, and then when I graduated, I got to the third special force group, got to my unit, and the very first deployment two months later was the invasion of Iraq. And then I ended up you, uh, four trips, four to Afghanistan and two to Iraq by the end of Are the you a martial artist, too? Like, did they teach you a lead? You know those grappling hands holes and, and all that. And yeah, all that. yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they 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 cover them, but I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm like a black belt or anything. A lot of, a lot of that stuff that they do in the movies and, and stories are very much um, Hollywooded up. You know, Green Berets aren't like Sylvester Stallone. In in all honesty, Green Berets are more like Bruce Willis, and he used to come out and hang out with us all the time. 
Who did? Bruce Willis? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, but he loved the special operations guys. Matter of fact, a little known story, he tried to join the Army after 9-11 and tried to get waivers because he was over 46 years old. Wow. And multiple times tried to join. No shit. What a man. He did. And he ended up getting the dementia. He didn't even have to go to get deployed. Look at that. Yeah, well, but what, 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 and, and you, does you become a green beret and you're not like Jack Reacher? Like, you can't, like, if you went into a bar and some guys start fucking with you, you couldn't, like, take on two or three guys and kick their ass? Oh, I could, but that's because we always travel in packs. And, right. uh, you know, if you're, if you're smart about it, you don't pick fights. And if you do pick fights, then you pick fights with people you know you could beat. Um, Jack Reacher's a great, I love that show and everything, but that's a little bit far-fetched too, you know? Um, yeah. anyone can get their ass kicked, no matter what they are. The best, the, the, bad, the most badass military person in the world can get his ass kicked by somebody. And when you, you know, you say, trying to, I like your idea, like pick out people you could beat up. Now I tried that, but I couldn't find anyone I could beat up. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real bitch of a time just picking out people. I'm like, eh, yeah, that guy's four foot two and I'm six five, but I'm not sure I could take him a little bit. <laughs> Can you, have you ever like, have you ever had, when you were like, when you were deployed, did you ever have hand to hand combat? Uh, I had one instance where I came into a room and from behind a door, a guy who was twice the size of me, he was like 300 pounds came on top of me and tried choking me to death. And that was about as close as I got to hand-to-hand combat. I mean, it, that is a emergency situation for anybody when you've got to go to hands. And uh, that for sure was it. He, so how'd you kill that motherfucker? He, when he got me down on the ground, uh, a couple of my buddies came in the room behind me because we were moving into the room. I uh, saw what was going on and were able to uh, relinquish the threat, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Now we're talking some manly shit. So what they do? They shot him right in the, in the head? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, that's one way of getting him off. Can you ever, uh, can you ever get pussy in the Middle East or you're not allowed? Oh, I was, I'm married, but if I wasn't mm-hmm. married or if, uh, or if my wife wasn't listening, um, yeah, I'm sure there's people <laughs> I can get. <laughs> yeah, right. There's like an op- there's opportunities because I heard a lot of guys say they they couldn't get laid in the Middle East. It wasn't like Vietnam. Well, no, no, it definitely they're right. It's not. And the problem is, is all the women over there that do have that kind of behavior and have that kind of job are probably intelligence agents from China or Saudi Arabia. So wow. I mean, you got to be smart about it. It's not like and even in Vietnam, half those prostitutes were just intelligence agents gathering intelligence for the enemy. So you can go and get your jollies off, or you could not become a security threat. You know, it's your choice. You know? Have you ever sat and figured out, like, how many dudes, how much of the enemy you took out? Oh, well, I, I got a silver star for the invasion of Iraq, and they actually put a number in the New York Times when that battle happened, and it was like 150 guys. I got the silver star for the Battle of the Becca, where we destroyed tanks with javelin missiles. Um, that's the only count that I have. Is wow. that one? That's all, not my count. That's a count that the New York Times and the Army Times put in, a, in an article about us. Dude, you are super masculine. What are you doing now? Uh, now, after I got out, I jumped around, went back to school, and everything. And now I manage uh, a team for an IT company, a pretty big IT company, and I'm uh, getting paid way more than I got paid as a grunt. And nice. uh, and, I, and I'm almost completely recovered. I still have back problems. Every once in a while, I'll get a migraine and forget little things here and there. I'm sure when I get older, it's really going to suck when it comes back on full force. But right. um, I went from I went from being not able to speak or recognize my kids to getting a master's degree and 
So, I mean, there's... Wow. How do they do that? Down. Like, how did they cure you? Though? Or you just, your men mental capacity just came back? No, no, no. It's, it's, so remember the old days when you got a head injury and you got really beat up bad, you were that way for the rest of your life. Um, right. What they found out because of the war was all these head injuries were happening. They found out if they could treat you a, a certain way within 20, 21 days of the initial injury, you have a high chance of recovering most of your faculties back. And at the time that I got the injury, it was well into that hole. We've got to stop guys from getting these bad TBIs and, you know, committing suicide and going off the rails. So I got put into a really good program where I would dare say that my memory is better and I learned faster now than I did before I started the occupational therapy and the brain therapy. What are they, what's brain therapy? In other words, they, um, they have you like count backwards and shit? Yeah, do the, all the little, you know, like any of those mental, acuity tests that they do or those little things you can play online that help your memory and your your problem solving like really simple stuff like cards being flipped over and match the cards or play things called tim's games which is just looking at a box full of gear for less than a minute and then recall everything you can see in the box and the more wow. you do that you reach brain to remember and to rewire itself past where the injury is because you're not going to get that back you know i'm never going to be a mathematical genius but what I can do is memorize stuff, and that's basically all you need to do when you're working in a job in America. If you're not a doctor or a lawyer, is you can just memorize your job, and you can do it. And yeah, I was watching Dr. Agus on TV, and he was saying the best way, you know, some some of this dementia stuff is genetic, but the ones that it, you know, that are not, says you got to keep your brain active, you got to challenge your brain, you got to even give it stuff to do that you hate fucking doing, you know. So like that's why he says you yeah. should stay working, keep active, you know, be vital. That and it gets you. Your brain holds on to all that shit. Hey, what do you, how much money do they pay you to be a Green Beret? Like, what's your, what's your monthly paycheck? Well, what my rank was the same pay as anyone else of the same rank, but then you get extra pays. Like, I had, uh, Halo pay, which is free fall, military free fall pay. Uh, they have this pay called pro pay, which is professional pay for Green Berets that get paid. Uh, SEALs and Green Berets get it. You get demo pay. You get all these other hazard pays that you don't get in the regular military. So our jobs are much dangerous. You know, guys would go on deployments for a year long, and we only went on deployments for six months. And they would say, why are you not going for a year? And I'm like, well, you go on a year deployment and leave the wire four times. I go on a six-month deployment, and I leave the wire every single day. And I go out there without any support in a big, giant unit. It's just 12 of us guys out there fighting the enemy. So we have a more dangerous job. It's not more important than anyone else's. It's just more hazard. So how much paid. do you get paid? Like, what's your yearly salary as a Green Beret? As non-deployed, I made about $60,000 a year. But when right. I was deployed, I made about ninety. Wow, man. That's that's uh, crazy. But I guess you get all your free chow and all that shit, right? Yeah, that's what you say. I mean, I, at this point, I'd rather have paid for the food and got better food. But, yeah, yeah, you get free food. Well, does the food suck? Oh, well, come on. It's the Army. Right. It's, uh, it, sucks I don't by, it sucks by... It's supposed to suck. Well, my dad was in the Army, but he was so poor that when he got in the Army, he was like, oh, fuck, this is unbelievable. Gourmet meals, a sausage, <laughs> eggs. Like, like my, father, my father, my father gained weight in the military because he couldn't believe... Because he was so poor, he never saw food like that. He was like, this is unbelievable. He thought he was yeah, in, like, yeah, no, Nobu. I was, I, was the same, I was the same way when I first joined, too. I never saw so much food. Because I was lower lower class from New Jersey growing up, so when I got in the army, get they gave you all the food you wanted. But I quickly learned that they were just as good at cooks as my mom was, and so the food wasn't that great. But there was an abundance of it. Do you beat off in the military, like, or do you just like save? The, like, is it, are there places you can go and jerk off? 
yeah, I mean, it, the, the world is my the world is my tissue. You know, I'm sure. So where do you go? You mean like oh, where would you go to the bathroom? As Green Berets, we had our own rooms, so nice. we had did have. But my room had nothing more than a sheet at the door, so I actually had my team start. My boss walked in on me one morning when I was, uh, you know, trying to get the day started off the right way, and he was right. more embarrassed than I. So, did he see your penis hard, or was it like under the cover? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was way all out. I mean, mid mid activity, me taking care of his, walked right in. <laughs> yeah, how embarrassing! Yeah, he, was, he was like, he was embarrassed. I wasn't embarrassed because I mean, it was impressive, but he. He was embarrassed, and I felt bad for him. But we, you know, you joke about that kind of stuff because it makes it makes it easier to deal with. And so what happened? Like you were jerking off, and your senior guy walks in. What is he like? A gen- not a general, but like a sergeant or some shit. Yeah, the top sergeant walked in. He, he thought we were he thought we were all asleep and in too late, so he came around to wake everyone up. And uh, when he walked in, he realized that I had been up for about twenty minutes and yet my evening physical workout in. And what did he say to you? He says, oh, I, I'm sorry, dude. Like, go ahead, <laughs> he soldier. Turned, he, like, moaned <laughs> under his breath and turned around and then wouldn't look me in the eye for, like, a <laughs> So I, I kept going and sitting uh, to him every time I could get and tried talking to him and tell him that I really enjoy when he comes and sees me in my room. <laughs> and he, it, it was a great opportunity for me to really bust his balls. Are you one of those dudes that's really depressed now that, like, Afghanistan is being run by the Taliban? Um, not depressed. I'm not happy with the way it, it was concluded. Um, my job that I have, I have two former Afghani interpreters who work for me at my company. Um, so I, I'm very involved in Afghanistan and what, and the people there. Uh, so I, I try to stay in contact with people there and, uh, yeah, I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. I mean, we couldn't stay there forever. I just wish we would have not left the way we left. You know what'll make you happy, dude? I got to tell you this. I'm reading about how the the Taliban is so miserable now because all these guys who were fighters there on the Taliban side of things, now they got office jobs because they got to run things in Afghanistan and they fucking hate it. It, it, It's unbelievable. I was watching the news and now they're like, oh, shit, it used to be kind of fun to be in the Taliban. And these guys aren't built to run things. They're just there to destroy shit. That's right. They like tearing things up. They don't know how to put them back together. And and then keeping it that way is boring. Yeah. So it's the same problem going on here. All the soldiers that are having, you know, issues with converting back to civilian life and moving on with their lives after the military. That's exactly the same thing. They expect people expect that they're going to be able to live this kicking indoors and, you know, physical activity. And I'm a, you know, gung ho killer for my whole life. And they realize you get old fast. And when you get old in this job or in that job, you got to move out. You can't stick around. You're going to get someone killed if you're too old to do your job. But they can't let go of it, and they do the same thing. They they can't take a job like I did in in business and work at a desk. They have to try to find some way of being active. And it's like, man, you it, you it's almost like you feel bad for them. Like you should have died in combat the way you wanted to because now you're living long life way past what you you don't want to do anything else. All you know is the military. All you know is being in a in a combat unit now you're sitting behind a desk why don't more guys like you why don't you like like stay in the military and then become like one of those guys who'd like in top gun where you train some dudes you know how to do shit and and green breast stuff it seems to me they should encourage like you know what i mean like become upper management oh yeah when i first got out i definitely worked contract training jobs but 
after a while, I realized that it's not the same as being on a team. Um, no. And being on the team is the best job in the military. So I didn't want to be that guy that hung around it too long. Like there was always the old retiree guys who would hang around the teams and kind of be right. like, you, you treat them nice to their face, but then laugh at them for being old and broke. Um, no, and you played it. You played it smart. You getting the training and uh, going and uh, now working in the private sector. I, I think you did it. Here, listen to this. A former sniper for the Taliban said, quote, all we had to deal with was attacks. But now we sit in one place behind a desk in a computer 24 seven. Turns out running things in Afghanistan is what's going to be the end of these Taliban. They're going insane. This guy goes, sometimes I miss the jihad life. Now I spend most of my time on Twitter. We had a great degree of freedom about where to go and whether to participate in the war. These days, you have to go to the office at 8 a.m. and stay till 4 p.m. And if you don't go, the wage for the day is cut from your salary. <laughs> They're miserable. Yeah, there's real consequences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, people start to re- people realize real fast that just fucking the world up doesn't make you a winner. You've got to afterwards win as a normal person. And that goes right. for them. You know, they Oh, kick the Americans out. Now we got this shit all to ourselves. But yeah, and the world's watching, and you can't go cutting off women's heads in the soccer stadium anymore. You've got to actually run a, com- a country like a normal person, but they can't do it. And they'll all go back to be. I, I predict 10 years from now, the Taliban will be back to being just as bad as they were when we first went in. That's my prediction. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I mean, they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to do this for very long. First of all, they don't like women having rights. I mean, they can't stand the fact that women are allowed to go to school or have jobs there. So I don't know right. how they're dealing with that. Yeah, imagine you're, you were, used to be in the Taliban and you're like shooting at Americans and now you're standing around the water cooler talking about the Seinfeld episodes and <laughs> trying to, you know, and, and before you used to go out and rape and pillage and now the only thing you're raping is a box of donuts around the around the office. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. I, yeah, yeah, I miss yeah. the good old days of blowing ourselves up and uh, flying yeah. b- flying into buildings. <laughs> well, yeah, but the worst thing they see is a girl going to school, like he says. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's damn, that didn't happen when we were out there. Yeah, we, it's just I crazy. You did a Venn diagram of how many of those guys hate their jobs and how many of those guys are working in offices where there's a woman, work, a woman working also. <laughs> I bet you the boss. So much circle, it would just be, it would just be one jerky circle with everyone's names in it because that's what they don't like. They don't like progress. progress. They don't like yeah. the world yeah. being what else has it. So, you know, good for them. We you know, the I remember the day. I, I remember uh, years ago I beheaded my own mother, and now I'm sitting here trying to fix a paper jam on my uh, machine. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to blow up Americans, and now I have to attend sexual harassment seminars at work. <laughs> well, my, my cell phone used to be to set off IEDs. Now my cell phone is to take order, order calls. Yeah, from my female bosses. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, maybe that's the ultimate payback. I don't know. It's got to be some karma uh, yeah. in that. Well, Jeffrey, you are a hero. I'm so glad you didn't lose your mind. I mean, uh, they did a good oh, job. No, 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 I did. I just didn't lose it for long. I got it back. I did right. lose my mind. But, yeah, I just wanted to uh, call in because when you were talking about his dementia um, and how young people can get that stuff, it is scary. It's scary when you're old. It's even more scary when you're young because you don't expect that to happen. So, How tall are you? 5'8". How much you weigh? Wow. Uh, right now, I weigh 205 pounds, but when I was in the military and at my peak physical fitness, I was about 215 and, you know, 
Well, that was pretty big. I was, I, yeah. But I had to be. Yeah. I was never a fast runner. I was always the guy that was in, in special forces because I was smart, not because I was physically fit. But you do anything long enough, it's going to catch on. So the running and the working out caught on enough. Yeah. Mm, tough guy. I always thought mm. there were height and weight re- uh, requirements. No, I got I got a friend who was. I got a friend who was a SEAL, and he was telling me I forget what they call them, like 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 tiny SEALs or baby SEALs or oh yeah, little baby, SEALs, <laughs> little seal, and like he goes, what are they called? SEAL pups. SEAL, seal yeah. pups. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's only about five seven, but he was a seal pup, which meant. Oh. But these guys, he says, I guarantee you, would kill any fucking thing that you know. This guy was pretty honest with me. He said, and they could probably get into places that those big yeah. guys couldn't get into. Yeah, not all the oh, seals are big dudes. No, 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 not the same thing. I, I was the shortest guy on my team, and everyone else was well above six feet tall. So uh-huh. when you're short like that, you stand out in a bad way. So you've got to like do double the work. Just walk uh, somewhere, following someone. Their legs are so much longer than yours. Every one step these guys take, I have to take four. So, I mean, there is a... I was odd for being in Green Berets at my size and my you know, uh-huh. physical ability. But I made it work. And I, I did a lot of cool shit, and I would never... Tra- I, even the injuries, I wouldn't trade any decision I made or anything I did at all. I'd still follow the same route. It was the best job I ever had. I got to serve my country. I got to be a badass. I loved everything about it. My family is proud of me. I... Get 100% disability from the military. I have no complaints about the way the government takes care of me. I just wish that there were more people in the Taliban having to work for office jobs under women. Because that's pretty much, that would mm. be perfect. Man, I wish I could be as tough as you. You know, I have to lie about being in Vietnam. I mean, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I mean, Robin thinks I went. No, yeah. no. You, you understand? I always thought, really. what, what did yeah. you just say? I said I when I was it. in Vietnam, <laughs> I'm relating to this gentleman. I lost my memory for about a, a month. Oh, uh, yeah, I fell on my head. I mean, it was tough. I mean, I, you know, I was an elite member of the special forces like Jeff. No, you were no Green Beret or anything. But I'll tell you what, I'll match my military service. Jeff, hold on a sec. I got to make sure I got Robin under my, <laughs> you know, under my spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I fucked a lot of motherfuckers up. I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, uh, I knew I, I wouldn't I say thought I heard you say you weren't there. So, what did, no, I no, mean, I said I was there, and I don't want to uh, brag about it because it's very. Di- Jeff, are you like like me? It's hard to talk about your military service and how many guys you killed. I, I, talking about killing people is a little bit weird. Um, I don't. I'm not one of the people that minds about it. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't get into gory details, and I'm not necessarily proud of taking people's lives. I know I did what my job was, um, but I don't believe that if I have issues with everything that not talking about it is the way to get better. So I openly talk about shit at uncomfortably to some people, but for me, it's more yeah. of a therapy, you know? Let's so try it because, because we're both military and Robin is listening. Um, I'll start. And then you tell me about one of your kills. I'll, so I'm in Vietnam. It's the first guy I ever killed this fucker. I, I, I didn't have, he, he knocked my gun out of my hand, which was embarrassing because I was new to it. So I took my knife out. I caught him in the belly but he's still going at me. So I pull out his large intestines and I strangle him with it. Oh. I, yeah, I choked him out with his own large intestine. Wow. What did you, you, what did, what's the, what's the best story you got? This is what we talk <laughs> okay. about, Robin, when, when, you know, when two military When you're guys with your guys, right. Yeah. 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 What's my, your story? My best, my best story, that way I don't get gory, but uh, it, it, it is true. 
Um, I was on top of a vehicle. We were driving through the uh, Iraq, and this guy comes around the corner about 10 feet away from me with an AK-47 and lets go the entire magazine right at me. Like, I saw the flash. Not Ooh. one round hits me. I don't know wow. why it didn't hit me. He didn't know why it didn't hit me. He stood there for about three, four seconds looking at the gun and looking at me like, how the hell did you miss me completely? But then I snapped out of it, and I shot him in the face. So that's my story. Oh, what a wow. douchebag that guy was. How could he How could he empty a whole fucking gun into you and then miss? I mean. Miss every time. What a. Every round. Every round. Do you still see that guy's face? No, no, no. I, I, I don't have any. I don't have any regrets about. I, I, I didn't gotta, kill anyone that didn't deserve it. And also they were there to kill me. So I don't. Right. I don't get into that whole guilt about killing thing. Pick up a gun and get into a fight. You got to be prepared to know that that might be the end of your life. And it's not me that puts you there. It's you that put that gun in your hand, not me. You sound just like me, brother. I got to tell you one time I was serving and uh, I'm fighting this guy hand to hand. I cut off his head. I just cut his whole head off. And, and then I was so sadistic and angry with the enemy. I took his head and made him suck his own dick. Oh, I shoved it right in his mouth. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm, I know I'm not, I, and I know Jeff. You know what I'm talking about. You get so Why fucking amped up. Why did you have time to do that? That's what I wonder. I mean, wasn't because there I was angry. I'll tell you another story, Jeff. I'll tell you a story. I, 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 I got. Think, I, I think if go ahead. Had, if you guys had like, if you guys had TVs and video games, you may not have, you know, done all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm not proud of this one, but my guy, I received. I, I too have the silver star because. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy what I did. So I'm fighting this guy. I kill him. And I had an idea. I said, what I'm going to do is skin him a lot. You know, skin him. He's dead. Yeah. I wore his skin and I went undercover in his village and killed the rest of the village. Because <laughs> they thought I was him. All right. So all honesty, I have a silver star. And what you just told me deserves the Medal of Honor. Because right. that silver star. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, I did so, shit. Yeah, I, 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 so I, listen to this. This is a uh, you know I had several deployments. Mm -hmm. I hung I hung a guy from a tree by his penis, and then I br I brought over my whole platoon and we whacked him like a pinata. You know those pinatas in Mexico? We yeah. all took our guns and started hitting him until he burst <laughs> open. So, so when the pinata burst open in Vietnam, what falls out? What fell out? Candy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I have crazy stories. I mean, it was crazy. Um, uh, I don't want to go this into is some it. Of the, you're, really, you're, really, you're really opening up. I, this is some of the best stuff I've heard you ever talk about. I, well, you know what it is? Because you're in the military and I was in the military. I feel comfortable telling you these stories. I don't tell them to civilians. I, I would be, you know, they don't understand. They don't yeah, know what it I is. I mean, people might look at you like a maniac if you told me. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 almost sounds, it almost sounds criminal, what you're talking about. <laughs> it was, you want to know something? I'll tell you one thing and then I'll let you go, Jeff. I know you got a job. But, uh, but uh, it's such a pleasure to talk to a Green Beret. I... I never was in special forces, but I was considered a, a mean motherfucker. One time, um, so I killed this guy, and I said, I got an idea. I brought the guy back. I brought the dead guy back to his family, and they were, like, kind of moved by it. What they didn't know is I stuffed him with grenades. I blew up oh. the whole family using that guy uh, undercover. Oh, my. That's the most I've ever heard in my life. 
You really helped me because I can't even tell my wife these stories. Well, I'm glad I... I would seek help if those were real. I would seek help immediately yeah. and tell Well, you know what? Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night, like in a sweat like I do? Because, you know, you oh, remember yeah. these. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. My, my, my issue is I can't remember my dreams, so I don't know how to work through whatever I'm dreaming about. So I wake up all the time. It, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I was a terror. I have this one recurring yeah. dream where I... I would pound gunpowder into my own ass and fart and blow up whole villages. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, All right. that doesn't, that's a nightmare. That's, that's a dream. Like that's, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'll let you get to work and I want to thank you, of course. Yes, I know it sounds cliche to thank you for your service, but I really do. No, I appreciate it. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. All right. All right. It's, thank it's, you. it's awesome. And I'm, thank you guys for letting me, having me on. Good to speak to you. That's Jeff. Our now there's pleasure. a real man. There's Jeff from North Carolina who was a Green Beret. Let me just and, say uh, something here because Jeff is making me think of a, a guy I had a conversation with a while right. back. And he talked about how when when military men come out of the service with his attitude, they yes. make the greatest workers. That's right. And anyone would want to hire. We do. We do make good workers. Uh, I was telling that to Jennifer Woods. <laughs> she made a smart move at letting me work here. <laughs> And I started, I probably gave her too much information. I told her the story I've told you a million times. Oh, dear. I, I, I pulled a man's teeth out, and then I um, I made a slingshot and shot the teeth at his uh, children, uh, his babies. <laughs> uh, wiped out the whole village. But uh, I don't like to talk about it. The, you know, if another military man is on the phone, then I'll talk about it. Right. Too you don't painful. ordinarily bring these things up. That's right, Robin. You understand. Oh, that's right. You were in the military, but you were just a nurse. You didn't do what I did. Uh, I didn't see people. any combat. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 You know, good for you. I don't put down anyone's service, but what I had to do, you know, it was messy. Well, if there had been a skirmish, I might have been involved, but there wasn't any when I was there. I would tell you the time. I don't even I know just... how you got into <laughs> these skirmishes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, Robin, look who's at the door. This is the guy who I whose tongue I cut out, but oh. uh, I let him live. How are you? <laughs> yeah, oh. Rice Krispies is right. Man, you thought you... Fuck you. I tried to kill you. You tried to kill me. I won. I cut your tongue out. Yeah, you hear what he's complaining about after I cut I his tongue understand. out? I don't yeah. I, after I cut his tongue out, I forced him to wipe his own ass with his tongue. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, I know you got kids. Hey, I got kids too, but that was war. What? I can't understand you. Yeah, you know what? Well, you cut out his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all's fair in love and war. Yeah. I'll see you later, pal. I understand. You know, for a guy with no tongue, you got a lot to say. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's awfully talkative. Yeah, well, says he says he wants his tongue back, but I fed it to the cats. He's upset. All right. Well, stop apologizing. It's getting embarrassing. Goodbye. Wow. I don't want to, I didn't want to say it to his face, but I use his tongue as a bookmark now when I read. Is that right? 
That's right. <laughs> it's holding your place in a book. That's right, Robin. That's right. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I'm not proud of my, you know, I, I did some horrible things, but it was a very, very difficult time in our history. That is true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Did what I had to do. Hmm. I tell you, with my stories, what a soldier I am. <laughs> Nobody fucks with me. That's right. Hey, Duncan, you're on in Canada. What's happening up in Canada? Hey, Howard. Hey, now. I'm uh, just talking about uh, the last guy that was on was incredible, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yes. Green Beret. But head injury in sport is a major issue as well. So I know you talk about the, um, the NFL. So in Canada, obviously, we play a lot of hockey. I, right. We... Anyways, that's how we're brought up. So, my, uh, I was on my way to the NHL. And, uh, anyway, one day I drove 10 hours away from my home and, uh, I was considered missing. <laughs> and I didn't know where I was. Mm. Like, I didn't know how to get back. So, and in other anyway. words, you developed uh, dementia from playing hockey. What? How many concussions did you have in your life? This is. I'm 48 now. Um, right. I would have been 22. Uh, so years ago, when we were playing, they don't have the protocol that they do now. Like you, like if you get knocked out on the ice, uh, yeah you were expected to get back on the ice. So, I don't know. I probably had eight to ten concussions, like major See ones. See what I mean? Um, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, some of these concussions, you know, with hockey, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but is it from yeah. other players also, like, kind of blindsiding you and punching you and stuff? Uh, uh, that can happen. So, there's scrums. Yeah. I was not a fighter. Um, but uh, it's uh, players generally are skating 30 kilometers an hour each on the ice. People don't realize that, but that's like a major car accident if you were in a yeah. car accident. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah. So, See, and I hear when you yeah. talk, you're having a little trouble uh, pulling up the words, right? It's emotional. I see. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Uh, my roommate, he played in the NHL, uh, for nine years. I didn't make it because of my concussion syndromes. And yeah, no, I drove 10 hours away. I literally did, I didn't know where I was. And, uh, my parents had to do like a wellness shock and like a missing persons report. Man. So, yeah. So, anyways, I didn't get a contract, which is totally fine. But however, is it fine, or is it like is it like the haunting part of your life? Like you were almost in the NHL and you didn't get there. Uh, no, I started a successful business, which I'm proud of. Um, but I've noticed. Uh, so it took. Uh, 
took like a year or two to rehab, just like the gentleman said uh, that you were speaking to. It takes like a year or two to rehab from that. Um, so my faculties came back. Um, hmm. but lucky. At 48. Yeah, but at 48, I noticed... Uh, so, again, I own a, I went into business. I started my own business. It's very successful. But I've noticed recently in the past, I don't know, year or two, I'm really starting to forget names. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. So this stuff it is makes you feel weird. better. Robin and I don't remember anybody's name we work with. Names aren't important. We figured right, that yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that important. You know anybody's name. <laughs> uh, turns yeah. out. So but, it's, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, uh, probably have no teeth either with that hockey, huh? A lot of your teeth get knocked out. Ironically, I own a dental company. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever watch hockey, all the guys have their mouth guards hanging out. They don't wear like they chew on them when they're on the ice. But uh, right. I always wear my mouth guard, and I never lost a tooth. So. Oh. Wow. Do you yeah. regret playing hockey? Um, it was something that I... Uh, my father played pro hockey in Chicago. And uh, uh, I do... I kind of regret it, but it, it was something to make my father proud. Yeah. So there was pressure, just like your father... I just wanted to make him proud. So, you know, I wouldn't brag about this, uh, but, uh, you know, I played professional hockey when I was in Vietnam. I don't know if you know that, but uh, oh, I don't want to talk minute. about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Duncan, thanks. For, thank you for sharing your story. I'm sorry to hear all of this, but, uh, okay, sounds like you're doing all right. I, I, you oh, know what? Yeah. And I don't want to talk about dementia anymore. I mean, I was just saying how bad I felt for Bruce Willis, but, man, it's... It's uh, really, it's, uh, hold on a second, Duncan. Here's Jake from Canada. He played hockey, too. Go ahead, Jake. What do you want to say? Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I played um, hockey, you know, and um, NHL. There was uh, things. I had a head uh, injury. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> <You're crazy. laughs> All right, Duncan, thank you. Uh, th there you go. There's a lot of horror stories out there. You know, holy mackerel. Fucking going nuts here. But, yeah. And like I said, you know, I've instructed my family. If I get any of these things, I, like Bruce Willis's family seems to be protecting him. Jack Nicholson's family seems to keep him. I mean, I don't know what Jack. Jack, Jack I think Jack did it on his own, yeah. Right, right. He said, I'm taking my exit before somebody asks me to. I don't like to brag, Robin, but when I was in Vietnam, I started playing hockey. Uh, I was considered a, like a Wayne Gretzky of, uh, of Vietnam. But, uh, uh, I don't want to uh, brag really? about it. Yeah, that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like on any given day, I'd either, either score a goal or commit a war crime. <laughs> yeah. I was known the all Vietnam over. League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time I killed a guy. I took his head. I used it for a hockey puck. The guys wow. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Listen, I got to take a break. I do want to remind everybody of a couple of things. This week on Howard 101, in honor of Robin, it's Shart Week. Uh, here's some of the most horrific on-air accidents and worst sharding stories 
in Stern Show history all week long. Yeah, Robin had a horrible thing happen. you can take it. <laughs> yeah, Robin shit her pants, and uh, it was a <laughs> terrible, terrible story that inspired a whole bunch of other stories. So listen to that on Chart Week. And tomorrow, for those of you who are fans of uh, Pink, she will be here, and yeah. she's going to sing a little bit. We're going to talk to her and see what the hell she's been up to. Pink. And, uh, yes. Oh, and let me play you one of our exciting stingers for Shart Week. Here you go. Shart Week. Oh, no, 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 no. And there it is. A lot of production <laughs> went into that for Shart Week. Shart Week. Uh-oh. Not exciting? We work hard on this show. Shart Week. Wow. Shart Week. No! Read this, that this song Creep, which I love, the Radiohead song, is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Creep. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, I don't have to, I don't have to play for you, but the the dude Tom York, what a history of this song. I mean, it's one of the best rock songs ever, right? I mean, you can't argue that. And 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 the singer Tom York wrote "Creep" in college. Like you should have seen what I wrote in college. <laughs> Nothing like this. When you the song made the band more money than they ever made than any other song they'd ever written. In the United States, it was their highest, you know, chart topper, best-selling, most streamed. I think it's because of that little guitar thing. But anyway, it's the most recognizable song that Radiohead does. But but the, the great thing about it is it almost didn't get released. I wish I was special. You're so fucking special. There it is. That thing. That that kills me. But anyway, if you want if you want a little deep dive here, I'll give it to you real quick. We interviewed the two guys who produced the album for Radiohead, Paul Q. Coldry, I think that's how you say his name, and Sean Slade. And they were given these two Radiohead songs that weren't creep to produce. And, you know, it was kind of like an audition to work on the full album. Uh-huh. And then they ended up, they told us how Creep ended up getting made. So this is pretty interesting, I thought. They played Creep in a rehearsal that we were at, and we thought it was a cover song, because Tom said, that's our Scott Walker song, but he kind of mumbled it. I remember Sean came over and said, too bad the best song's a cover, <laughs> as we left, you know? <laughs> that's what I felt. I go, damn, that song's the best song they have. But, you know. we were a couple of days later, we were in the studio and doing takes of this song that wasn't going well. I suggested that we do that Creep song. And they said, okay, they were happy to do something else, too. So... They did a take, and they, there's only one take. There was only ever one take. We weren't supposed to be working on it. We were getting paid by the song. So I think I remember closing my eyes and going, please don't fuck it up. Just get to the end of it. And they knew they had something. We all knew we had something. We still thought it was a cover. Yeah. You know, I didn't make them do another take or anything. I was just like, all right, whatever, go to lunch. But then when they came back, I think we must have said something like, what Scott Walker album is this on? And they said, no, no, that's our song. And I think we looked at each other like, really? Yeah, Scott Walker was like a British pop singer in the 60s. And um, the band meant that that song sounded cheesy. Like they were like, that song's cheesy. You know, it's like a Scott <laughs> Walker song. But uh, but after they did the one take, Tom York uh, re-recorded his vocals. They thought that the original vocals needed some work. Um, yeah, here they are. Some they of the lyrics in the second verse were not right. They were kind of unfinished. And 
I asked Tom to look at those. And he, at first he said, Oh, I can't do it. It's, that song's old. I wrote that a long time ago and I, I don't want to work on it. But I said, look, it's not good enough. You know, remember it was something about leg of lamb or something. Yeah. It was a, that leg of lamb you're holding looks shorter in the pan. And Chris, the manager thought it was shouldering the pain. And so he thought that was a poignant line to be shouldering the pain. But when I told him, no, it's shoulder in the pan. <laughs> right. Then he kind of got a front of his face and, and, sh- Tom just disappeared and he came back half an hour later with a much better verse. The substitute line was, you float like a feather in a beautiful world, which turns out to be one of the best lyrics in the song. Yeah, here's how that lyric sounds in the recording. Float like a feather, float like a feather in a beautiful world. Oh, good, right? I wish I was special. Yeah, I guess if it was a shoulder in the pan, it was kind of a cheesy song. Right. (laughs) With those lyrics. Sometimes the best songs come about because nobody thinks they're anything. I mean, that's what I'm learning about this shit. And a lot of people think that the, uh, you know, that loud guitar noise before the chorus, which I love so much. A lot of people think that was a mistake or the guitarist trying to ruin the song. But the producers told us it was always part of the band's arrangement. You know, this no, part. that's brilliant. Yeah. That's it. Right there. Yeah, I wish I could do that. That's so cool. <laughs> that must feel fucking unbelievable to even hit that chord afterwards. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, those those guitar chunks, whatever you call them, were always my favorite part of that song. And by the way, I, here's something I realized. Gary's coughing and clearing of the throat fits perfectly into that guitar slot. It, it, let me let me let me play this for you. Tell me what you think. You're so fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a yeah, right? Isn't that good? <laughs> That's you know. hysterical. Like, why didn't I think to put Gary's phlegm into a song? Maybe I'll do that with my new band, Tukas. You've got to now take that into, you know, <clears throat> smell my Tukas. Yeah, probably going to get that in there. Flemmy Hendrix, we call Gary. <laughs> His phlegm is an instrument. Who knows? Flemmy Hendrix. Yeah. I mean, did you know that? Uh, here's another fact you didn't know, Robin. Did you know Radiohead aren't the only songwriters credited for Creep? Because yeah. this is this is interesting. I didn't know this. They accident they accidentally used the melody for the bridge from a song by the Hollies called The Air That I Breathe. You know, all the air oh, sure. that I breathe and to love you. The songwriters sued Radiohead. Radiohead oh. acknowledged the mistake and settled it out of court. This is the uh, Hollies song. No cigarettes, no sleep, no lights. No. This is the Bridge of Creep. I'm not good with that stuff. I mean, I I don't don't hear it. it. I don't know. (laughs) Who cares? It doesn't sound like a real rip-off to me. I guess I don't know anything about music either. I had heard this and thought it was bullshit, but it turns out it's true. For years, uh, Radiohead refused to play Creep in concert. Really? Yeah, they only started playing it again uh, recently, like in two, 2021. Tom York was asked to remix the song for a Japanese fashion show. 
And then what, what he did was super weird, actually. He time-stretched an acoustic version of the song to be nine minutes long and added loud synthesizers. It's called Creep, very 2021 remix. He must really have a problem with this song because he's... They hate the song. Radiohead wrote a song. so great. (laughs) I don't know what he did. But Radiohead wrote uh, wrote a song called My Iron Lung for their next album about how much they resented Creep. (laughs) Because an iron lung is a machine that both suffocates you and keeps you alive at the same time. So it's like it's like their big money earner. It's their big money in the bank. But they they, some reason it love to know what the problem is. Tom said they refer to the song Creep as crap. Like they never call it creep. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. If I wrote a song like Creep, I don't I don't understand it, but uh, it's so perfect. And then Radiohead's Even that little guitar riff. Yeah. Is yeah, the perfect. little chunk. Yeah. And then Radiohead's next album was called The Benz, and The Benz refers to decompression sickness. So when you get it, if you rise to the top too quickly while you're diving, and the band felt that creep made them rise in popularity too quickly. So their whole Ugh. fucking thing is about this. Everything's a mess with this yeah. creep, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of artists have covered creep. I mean, we've played a bunch of them. The Pretenders, Kelly Clarkson, Prince, Tears for Fears, they've all covered it. Here, I'll give you a... I'm a- that's um who is, who is that? I wish I had a I wish I had the order of these people. Let me see, I think that might be Brandy Carlisle in the middle. No, not Brandy Carlisle. That's maybe her. Maybe her, yeah. That's Prince. Prince, Prince, okay. Who's that? Nobody Nobody knows. (laughs) Yeah, I do have the... Macy Gray was on our show. She did a cover of Creed. Yeah. Which uh, I liked a lot, but she didn't put that little guitar thing in. I was waiting for it to hear that. She's really good. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. You put it in. I want to have control. Well, anyway, uh, that's the, so 30th anniversary of the song Creep. That's been haunting this band for 30 years. Yeah. What was Macy Gray's big hit? That was what what was it called? I try. Macy Gray. Uh, yeah, she had like a really big I think it was called I Try. Am I right, Fred? You are correct, sir. I'm looking for it now. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. That was a good song. But like what happens? Like you have a big song and then Then nothing follows that. Yeah. It's gotta suck. Come on, you. There it is. When will they go from here? I haven't heard this in a while. When will they stop? 
What an unusual voice. sucked in because I, I start listening and then I don't want to turn it off. Uh, Matt in Michigan. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Morning. My question is, how do you determine Fred's rate of pay? Because sometimes he's magical, like right then, boom, he gets the song for you. The right. other day he made a great comment, two in the front, one in the back, quick, witty. Is it like an hourly thing? And then sometimes yes. you listen to his music, and then I'm thinking maybe the pay should go down a little bit. So I'm just curious. It's piecework. Is, is, like, well, is that like daily? Is that daily or monthly? How do you work that? Well, when I first hired Fred, that's a good question. And by the way, Fred's music very good, but... Yeah, um, man, stay in Michigan, okay? Um, you've been drinking don't too get much Flint, Michigan water, have you? I, I don't think Fred will mind me telling you when I'm I first met him. question, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. Men are talking. Um, yeah, Matt, uh, when I first met Fred, I didn't have a lot of money, so I paid him in Doritos, which he loved at the time. That was his still only. Still do. Yeah, he still loves Doritos. He loves them. Uh, and then um, some days we would just pay him in chicken tenders, too, because we felt <laughs> his diet was getting a little weird. Got to vary it. But um, no, Fred is paid per sound effect. Oddly enough, he's the only one on staff. Uh, every time he hits one of those sound effects, he gets a couple of couple of bucks. There it is. Just got well, paid. I, I, pre I appreciate the insight. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, he's the only one. Gets, uh, everyone else is on salary. Fred just uh, per sound effect. For days when <laughs> so he controls his own. He controls his own there. pay, pretty much. Yeah. If I need a new driveway, I play more sound effects. <laughs> right. The, one one time he needed a new driveway, I had a tsunami of sound effects. It was you like had to a, stop him, Fred. It was I like the end. Of, I can't get a word in. <laughs> it was like at the end of a day in the life. Like uh, Fred went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till next week. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm looking at a yacht. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, that's how we pay Fred. There you go. Have you ever noticed how the sound effects go nuts around Christmas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a lot Fred. of people to buy gifts for. How you doing, Fred? Everything okay? I'm doing great. Thanks very much. Although I have uh, two sick dogs on my hand, it's not pleasant. So that's uh, oh. that's my bad news for the day. One dog will probably be checking off the planet very soon. Uh, cancer. And the other mm. dog is, uh, I've been up all night a little tired today. He's been shitting up a storm, so. Oh, gee. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, I'm taking him out to the sidewalk, so. Is he sick? I mean, oh, is he going, I don't is know. I'm going to take him Fine. to the vet today. You know, I thought he was getting over it. As it turns out, he's not. Yeah, this, this is why I rarely go to Fred for conversation. He, he can bum <laughs> anyone out. Uh, you know, when you start delving into Fred's life. Can, Although, I must say, I'm very excited. Robin, I don't know if you've got that uh, MP3. Yes, I, I did. You. I and, listened last night. And, and I thought it was quite clever. Thank you. Yes. So, thank you. After all these years, you wrote a hit song for Robin and uh, all this <laughs> shit. You know what? It's like she's yeah. easier to work with. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. I just said, you know what? Here's a song. We'll and see. She went, okay, I like it. You yeah, well, what? wait till you go in the studio with her and she starts selling, uh, don't tell me what to do. She's going to be a star from this. <laughs> okay. I predict big things from this song. I so really you think do. you're going to do it, Robin? You're going to work with Fred since I threw him out yes, of my band? I, I'm going to work with Fred. We're going right. to put this thing together. 
And, okay. if she, and if she refuses or becomes a little too difficult, I'm going to ask Gary to uh, call Taylor Swift. Maybe Taylor <laughs> Swift could uh, collaborate with me. And, uh, and she'd have another hit on her hands. See, he's, he's now, you know, hanging thinking. something over my head. If I want to be on this song, I have to really do it. And you know what? I, I had another thought this morning as I was walking I the dog. Was, another as, thought? No, no, no. Oh, okay, hear me yeah. out. As, uh, <laughs> as the dog was taking a shit on the sidewalk. Yeah. Now, Robin. <laughs> like something else came Rob, to you? Robin knows. You thought about Robin, Robin sharding no, story? Robin knows what, yeah. the, what the song is all about. Could you hear this as Ronnie's wedding song? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Fucking A. Absolutely. Fucking A. We'll, yeah, I have a question we'll for both of you. Live. Do you think Ronnie will say one of his famous poems at his wedding? And do you think he'll cry? Because, you know, I said, Ronnie's not going to cry. And then one of the guys said to me, oh, no, Ronnie's real emotional. He might cry. And I mean, he's clearly in love if he's going down on his uh, fiance for 20 minutes. I was telling <laughs> my friend that. He's like, you're kidding. Jesus, how old is he? I go, he's 73. I was thinking about Ronnie, and I, I don't even want to get into a whole thing with him, but it makes absolutely zero sense that Ronnie moved to Las Vegas. I was thinking about it. It's like there were people who moved you, to Vegas. What do you mean by that? I'll yeah, tell you, you why. Mean, what do you mean by that? I'll tell you why. I was thinking about you. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Most, most people, like, you know, you go to Vegas. It's fun. And I know Ronnie has some new friends and stuff that live in Vegas, and it's fun. But to live there full time, he's first of all he's a, he's born and raised in New York. His uh, kids, everybody's in New York. His grandchildren, everyone is in New York. Picks his ass up, goes to Vegas, and and like, what does he really? You know, I get it. Like, if he wanted warm weather, go to Florida, which is two and a half hours by plane. Um, you know, and you, and then like for New York, he could go back and forth and see family and they can come down and visit him. It's much easier than the trip to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And what's in Vegas that's so great? I mean, the day-to-day -day living, I mean, unless you live on the strip or something, that's not his scene. I, I don't, it just doesn't, it's just, it's just silly that he's why in Vegas. Is it, but why is it silly to you? Because why did you like... What are you doing? Hey, hey, Ronnie. What do you mean, Mr. what am I doing? Who's the, who's the governor there? Uh, Joe Lombardo. He's the governor of Nevada? Yeah, he was the sheriff. He's now the governor he's, of Nevada? He's, he's the, he was Joe just Lombardo governor. Yeah. Of Nevada? Yes. Well, what else would he be governor of? He beat uh, Sisolak. What do you even okay. know about Nevada? You don't know anything about it. Dude, what, what does that got to governor. do with it? I love it here. Well, I don't get why you, you're you so upset and, and I don't get it. I just don't I'm get not it. upset. It just doesn't make you sense. It's like, you're, you're, like you, somebody put some thought in your head. You constantly, you constantly talk about it. Do you know the capital of Nevada? I bet you don't. I don't know. What the fuck do of I Of course care? you don't know. You don't even Where's know anything about Where's this guy living it. right now? He's, a, this, he's in the oh, middle know, of nowhere. I know, where, I know where the governor lives. Yeah, I know where No, I'm lives. saying where, what is the capital of Nevada? Who the fuck knows? Reno? If you know where the governor <laughs> lives, doesn't that mean the governor lives there? Where's the governor live? He lives here in Summerlin. <laughs> so Summerlin's the capital of Nevada? <laughs> no. It's Carson I mean, City. Why, he's Carson not living City. there. He's not living in Summerlin now, I'm assuming. He's probably living in the capital. You know what Las Vegas means? Las Vegas is Spanish.
It's Spanish. You know that. Okay. Las Vegas. Whatever. You know what it means? No. That's what I mean. You don't, you're not into Las Vegas. Las Vegas means Dude, Las what do I the... want to move to Florida for and live in fucking hurricanes? I have friend, a friend that lost his fucking house there. Dude, plenty move. of people live it's in Florida. Yeah, you don't away. think people live, uh, lose their houses in the, uh, Nevada? Yeah, because they can't pay for them. Oh, stop. <laughs> they use, they lose their houses at the gambling table. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. You think well, you'll cry? You think you'll cry at your wedding? I don't know. I don't. I have no. I wish I could. You're going to write a poem, aren't you? Are you going to do a wedding poem? Are you going to have vows? Yeah. 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 We're doing. Yeah. We have. You know, well, th- yeah. Well, this, yeah, this, yeah, this is the whole yeah, thing, too, with that. You know, I, I don't need this at my age. You know, <laughs> right. You don't want to say vows. Did you tell Stephanie no. you don't want to make a vow? Yeah, she kind of knows that, but yeah. you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll make you'll give her a good day. You know, well, say something you, nice. And you'll write it as a poem, right? Yeah. Won't you make your vow maybe, as a poem? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Your, when your pussy is wet, <laughs> I put down I a feel, <laughs> No, that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I promise to oh, adore I'll, you. I'll make, I'll make it rhyme. Don't worry. I promise to adore you every single word. I'll lick your pussy vigorously, like a pussycat licks its fur. <laughs> Ronnie put more work into his funeral than he did his wedding. Like uh, he, he, you're probably right. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I just the, heard something the, the, that I'm gonna do with my ashes. I'm what going do you do? to put them on a spaceship. No, you're not. What? <laughs> and and you asking me why I live in fucking Vegas? <laughs> the fans wrote. As long as I got you here, let me uh, read you some of the fan feedback from yesterday because a lot of people wrote in about Ronnie. Here, uh, Ronnie and his squirt. Yeah, I mean, uh, Richard Bell. Uh, you getting depressed? Belzer died, Ron. Uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked he was, up. He was huh? a really nice dude. Very nice guy. Yeah, he really was. was. Yeah. Yeah, I know every time one of these guys drop dead, doesn't it freak you out? Yep. 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 Uh, Howard, I love the Bells. He's without a doubt a Hall of Fame guest in CERN show history. He might have had a long career, best known as Detective John Munch, but his appearances with you, that's what I'll always remember. Right. Uh, rest in peace, Bells. He was at his best whenever he sat in with you guys for the news. He's up there with the best. When it came to being funny off the cuff on the show, he'll be missed. One fan says we should run a Belzer, a Belzer special on Howard One Hundred One. Another another dude wrote in about Raquel Welsh. I bet you loved Raquel Welsh, huh, Ronnie? Oh, that dude, was, um, dude, she. You can't. I can't tell you how many times I jerked off to her. Tell me, how many times? <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> what would you jerk off to, though? I mean, like back in those days, it was just dude. Like, just look at it. Just pictures. looking at her fucking body, man. Yeah, that's. But a, I mean, where do you? Need, you know, there was no way you needed, that, like, That's all you needed back then. Yeah, what would you have? Like a magazine picture of her? Or yeah, something? she that was in Playboy. Yeah. You know, she'd be on TV. Like you talked about her being on with Cher. That was fucking cool, right? Did you that jerk off great. like while? Would you ever jerk off while like 
She was on with Cher. Like, could you get a loan? Oh, with yeah, the TV? yeah, yeah. You jerk you off did? to the TV. What, what's yeah. wrong jerking off to the TV? <laughs> no, nothing wrong with it. I'm saying, though, it's hard to do sometimes because, you know, the TV back in yeah, those days was in the family room. Yeah, families used to sort room. of sit around together yeah. and look at a chair. Like, I once jerked off back then to Gilligan's Island, but my parents were out, my sister was out, and I <laughs> ran into their bedroom. It was like a military operation. I was exhausted. <laughs> uh, yeah, Howard, I completely forgot about Raquel Welsh. Uh, I forgot that she was a mystery guest on the show. As sad as her passing is, I was cracking up thinking of Gary's reaction to seeing her in that dress. Yeah, uh, Gary saw her like like moving her tits around in her dress. Said it was pretty awesome. But um, anyway, getting to, oh, Robin, we looked up different things to do with your body after you die. There's extreme embalming. I was thinking where they prop. Extreme embalming. Yeah. They prop your corpse up into lifelike poses. I thought it was bullshit. It's fucking crazy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also a company that's like, like, like literally I saw pictures of this guy like in his sneakers and sweatpants and he's sitting there with his family and he's embalmed. Is that like ta taxidermy? Or not? Yeah. It's almost like it. it it's wow. weird. And, and they do that. You know, you think it would be illegal, but it's not. There's also a company that stuffs your body into a giant biodegradable egg that breaks you down into fertilizer. For real. Like okay, that might that be something cool. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want what? that. But put me in. Come on. I don't want that. <laughs> Put me in an egg. Good Lord, what you you I I don't get the the caring about I'm, your body once you're dead. I'm in, I'm an important guy to a lot of people. If they hear I'm in a biodegradable egg. It might upset them. <laughs> I have to worry about future your egg. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, and by the way, people are continuing to send love for my new band Tuchus and our single "Smell My Tuchus." Howard, I can't get smell my tuchus out of my head. It's an actual earworm. I love the guitars, the drums, and the legit shredding. Uh, I'm telling you, these are actual I letters. Know. I think Fred is going to replace tuchus uh, in people's well, ears. I seem to have motivated him, and that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, You're going to love Robin's part, by the way. And Ronnie, I want to sing this with Robin at your wedding. Would you? Darn. Would you dance to it with uh, Stephanie? Your first dance. Uh, let him first hear dance. it first. Yeah, yeah. I got to hear it. Okay, you know what? I'm can't, gonna, I can't say yes. Come on. <laughs> just say yes. We've been friends a long time. You this don't person, me? you know, Fred, all of a sudden you lit up like a, a Christmas tree. I mean, uh, where where have you been for the last 40 years? I mean, I now, now all of a sudden. I got a little motivation. Yeah, what can yeah, I tell yeah, you? Throwing, throwing you out of the band was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> uh, here's a listener who advocates for Fred to join Tuchus. Why can't Fred join Tuchus the way Pat Smear rejoined the Foo Fighters after a long absence? Fred in the wiki. Could be the scatological Keith Richards and Ronnie uh, Wood. I well, think unless Howard gets Alzheimer's, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. No, I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> smell my tuchus is a hit. I don't need more of that. Plus, I'd have to split the money with Fred, too. I mean, uh, this is good. It's just two other guys. Great opening. I'm not, I'm not dancing to that. I was going <laughs> to no, say, not that. wait a minute. <laughs> Is Ronnie putting that on the playlist? <laughs> no. By the way, um, Ronnie told me you're you're kind of uncertain if Fred is going to your wedding, right? He was kind of a vague. You're in some sort of limbo with him. Is that right? Yeah, well, you know, Fred really never comes to much. 
So I, I don't know whether he will or he won't. Ronnie, I hope he I, does. I think I will be coming. If, oh, was there some sort of great. thing with the uh, save the date that you had to respond to? Because I didn't see my mail. No, until no, no, recently. no. We're, gonna, we're sent if you if you read the save the date, it says we'll send out formal invitations. Okay. Yep. Count on and, it. And uh, yeah, we're doing I'm we're thinking, doing a whole welcome party. I, 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 I want to go to Ronnie's wedding in the worst way because I, I I feel like taking a trip and being with the gang. But plus, this is going to be an event. Fred, what are you going to do? I mean, like, uh, <laughs> like if you go, yeah, I guess you don't wear masks and stuff, I, and you just here's get the COVID. deal. When yeah. it was, uh, I got a little nervous when I started hearing the uh, guest list was continuing to grow. I think half of uh, Las Vegas is going to be there. <laughs> so, right. No, actually, it's all out of town people. It's uh, more the Vegas people. You know, it's maybe twenty twenty people. Oh, good. Yeah, because have you if, had COVID yet, Fred? No. Knockwood. Yeah, I mean, knockwood. I have not had it, and uh, I'm not expecting to get it. I've had all my flu I, shots, shingle shots, everything. I'm covered. Right, but I'm saying, you do you go out to restaurants and things? Do you? I uh, do, but it's not like I go into these places that are like super packed or anything like that. I've been to the movies. So how are you going to Ronnie's wedding? I mean, uh, uh, I may wear a mask. No, no, no. Fred has traveled. Fred ha has been on I a have, plane, yeah, but I wear a mask. He has. I, I wear, he does a mask. wear a mask. I, I go uh, when I visit my daughter. Uh, I wear a mask, and I'm probably maybe one of two people, my wife being the other, wearing the mask on the plane, <laughs> and I don't care. I don't give a shit what they think. It's like, it's important. You got to protect yourself. Right. Well, the last update I got was the guest list is about 220 people, so I don't... Ooh, I, may, I might have to have a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would go, but I'm I'm in that weird limbo. I haven't figured out how to function. I'm I'm one of the few people. So I, Ronnie, I love you, and I... Talk I Agus. did talk to Agus. He, and he talks says, to Agus every week. What are you talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, Agus is like on my speed dial. And yeah. like, how do I get out? He goes, well, I can't, I can't, you know what? He's coming on the show to promote his book. It's a pretty cool book telling yeah. you how to live longer. And he, he tells me what to do, but I'm, I don't really understand. So I'm hoping when he comes on, Robin can like kind of tell me what he's saying exactly. Cause she's good at that. She tells me exactly what people are saying. Well, what did he say to you when I said I was going to Southeast Asia? Because you two seem to have had a different conversation than I had with him. I don't know. He told me, uh, he told me I was worried about you. And yeah, he told me, I don't know. I don't remember what he, I think he calmed me down about it. Okay. I thought you were out of your fucking mind, but, uh, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, Ronnie's. Oh, so here's the fans. They, they, Ronnie's sex update. Ronnie mentioned he gave oral to Stephanie for 20 minutes on Valentine's Day and uh, finally uh, changed his stance, admitting that squirt is most likely pee. Because Ronnie, for years, was just fucking ridiculous. Oh, he would argue with anyone. <laughs> it's not pee. It's not pee, dude. He didn't care like, what dude. title came before your name. Nothing. Yeah. He was right, and everyone else was wrong. How did you realize that squirt isn't a thing? It's pee. How did you mm -hmm. finally fucking figure that out? Um, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> How did you figure it out? What, Stephanie peed? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get a, you get a girl really excited. You mean, you're telling me you were like going down on her and she peed all over you? Uh, not, not like, not like one of those waterfall things you see, but, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pee. It oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely mouth. was. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow, you know, you're really so good in bed that you get a woman to relax and piss in your mouth? Like, that's it's, fucking it's, incredible. It's happened. It's happened, wow. I guess. <laughs> wow. Jeez, I'm horrible in bed. I should take a few <laughs> lessons from you. I told you that a long time ago, man. You got to put in the time. Well, I, ain't got, I don't have time. I'm busy, man. See, that's, that's the difference between you and me because um, I... I it makes me get off better knowing that she's really fucking wound up, you know? I don't know. My wife, she doesn't want any of that nonsense. She's like, come on, let's get going. Let's get to the main event. So I give her what she wants, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, hey, your, hey, everybody, everybody's different, you know? Your bedroom's like Splash Mountain. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the water going park. On? I have a water park. <laughs> <laughs> like she's, 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 she's pissing in his mouth and... It's crazy. It's fucking wild. In other words, like she's so sexually excited, she loses control of her body functions. Yeah, I guess so. Because, yeah, I, I definitely knew that time. I mean, it does. It doesn't happen all the time, but um, yeah, this this one time, man, I, I knew for sure. What was what happening? Was. You were eating her out, and uh, yeah. you're so good. Yeah. Like, like she goes, "Oh my god, I'm peeing." Yeah, it, it was. It was a night of uh, you know we had two. You know, we had been out, we had been drinking, it was, you know, yeah, it's, it, it was a crazy night. Right, she lost her mind. Wow. I guess, yeah. Gee whiz, that's wild. But what you I must what, be real see, good. What I, what I like now is, like I was telling you about the weed, uh, is so different than when you drink, because when you drink and you have like crazy sex and shit, it's like, y you're not. You don't have that energy like you have. With, the weed gives me like this crazy fucking energy. <laughs> it's insane. I, I just don't know how to explain it. Okay. You don't have to. I've had enough. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, it took Ronnie this long. This is uh, letters from the fans. It took Ronnie this long to realize squirt is piss. The rule of thumb <laughs> is if you have to put a towel on the ground to soak up the liquid, chances are it's pee. Now, this one says, Howard, you have a staff filled with piss enthusiasts. First Sal with the piss porn and now Ronnie yes. with squirting. You employ a bunch of lunatics. Well, hey, they like what they like. What can I tell you? Yeah. Hey. Um, fans want to know what strain of weed Ronnie is smoking before he makes love. What's, what's the name of that weed Ronnie smokes? Horny old goat weed? Whatever it is, I need the name of it. Uh, do you have a name, Ron? Can you give, give yeah. people a hand? Well, the, I, I call it. The, the one I had in California that time, and that's the one I tried to get here. I don't know what the strain is, and I don't know if Stephanie knows because Blit asked me to find out, and she's not been around. She's been at work. She's got this convention going on here, so she's gone. What's all the name day, of the so weed? It's, that's I all I'm asking. It's you. Peanut butter and jelly. Story. Peanut, peanut butter and jelly. jelly. Yeah. All right. Who makes it? Is there a company? Like, is I there? Don't, a... I don't know the name. I don't know the name. Right. I know that she go she goes to the weed store and gets it for me, and it it comes in like one of those little cigar tubes. It's pre rolled. It looks like wow. a little cigar. I mean, you don't smoke the whole joint at once. No, right? you... dude. All I need is like two or three hits out of it, and that's it. I'm good. I'm so good you take... for the rest of the fucking night. You take two or three hits. She takes two or three hits. No, she. And then you... you know, no, she doesn't. She oh. doesn't smoke. She does. She smokes some other one. Uh, oh. she's got to smoke. She has to smoke a stronger one because, I don't know, it doesn't affect her the way it affects me, you know? 
Wow. So she smokes a stronger version of, you know, there's all, like when you go to the weed store, like you got this guy who's like an expert and he tell, you know, you tell him what you want and, you know, how you want to feel and that's what you wind up getting, you know. Right. So what do I you tell him? The, what do you I want? With, no, I stick with the one thing. I want to be up. I want to be happy. I want to be laughing. And this shit really, <laughs> forget it. Peanut butter and I, jelly. I stop. I can't <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> That's what you want to hear when, when, when your man is going down on you. <laughs> no, no. See, during, Let me during eat the, you out, dude. Ah. During, during the sex part, it's like yeah. it's like a mission. It's like I'm like so focused on what I'm doing, sex wise. It's like it, it's crazy, and then afterwards, wow. like I'll I'll just be laying there, I'll be laying there, and I'll be like almost half asleep. Yeah, and she'll be like watching TV, and all of a sudden I'll just burst out laughing. I scare the fuck out of her. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm losing my she thinks I'm losing my mind. Yeah, you're like De Niro in Cape Fear. You're exactly, like, exactly, right. and I can't stop laughing. It's fucking great. I love it. Finally, in the eyes of the fans, yeah. Ronnie remains a sex guru. Everything Ronnie said on the air today is fact. When they pull away slowly, keep going on the outside and all over. Forget mummy sticks. Now, that's a real sex tip. So I guess this guy's referring to the fact that you continue to eat your woman out even oh, when she's yeah, coming. Oh, you yeah. You keep going. You just keep, keep going, going, man. And, and that's what the weed does to me. It just like, like I said, it's like a mission. Like you're in the fucking military and you got to complete this mission and you just keep wow. fucking going. It's crazy. You're like the, you're like the Green Beret of pussy. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Down, woman. exactly. Hungry for food and hungry for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, you know, it's funny. I was telling my buddy Pat yesterday about Ronnie going down on his one for 20 minutes. He goes, how old is that guy again? <laughs> I, 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 I go, uh, he's 73. He goes, it's depressing. I mean, like, yeah, you think someone would kind of like, you know, chill a little bit. But I said, you know, Ronnie's a, a rare egg. And I don't mean this as an insult, but Ronnie doesn't have a lot of thoughts other than like driving and pussy. You know how when Bowie said, <laughs> yeah, okay. I am an American? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, Americans love, you know, Tommy loves pussy cars. And with cars. A, pussy and cars. cars. And yeah, John. I like cars and a cunt. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I don't mean, like, I, I mean, I, I told you, I spent like six hours on a flight to Los Angeles with, with Ronnie. <laughs> and, uh, he just stares out the window. Like, he didn't read, he didn't do anything. He just stares. And uh, I'm he's like, I cloud. know what he's thinking about. Yeah, he's thinking about pussy and, uh, or cars. And pussy. All right. <laughs> the cloud looks like a pussy. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> so when he gets, clit. when he gets like, like he'll have sex every day because he, he's sitting at home waiting for his girl to come back from work. He's retired now. She walks in the door. He's all set. I mean, he's he's made a plan all day. He's not sitting there, you know, busy with you know, like me, like painting. No, he doesn't. Like have Fred a, with the guitar. A model he's not, kid. He's not building no, a no. plane. It, it, no, he's thinking about he's thinking about pussy, and he puts a lot it's of energy. It's a whole different scene. It's a whole different scene now because she works from home. The only right. reason she's gone now because she's at this convention. Um, but, down but on. But you the do something every, with her every day, pretty much. Pretty much. Um. Yeah, even if it's not on the plane with end, it's right. Yeah, there's always something going on, like in you know when we're going to bed. Right, that's what I mean. That's a very unusual for a 73 year old. I'm telling you because he's so focused on pussy. <laughs> I, listen, Ronnie drove me for how many years, Ron? 35 years, 38, 40, 38 years. 
wasn't it like I'd say, Ron, how's it going? Inevitably, be talking about pussy. I mean, you know, it wasn't like there were other topics on the table. Maybe we talk a little bit about the kids or, you know, but basically it would always come back to pussy or like we'd be driving down the street and Ryan go, look at this one. And I go, yeah, look at her. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying Ronnie's hobby and focus in life, NASCAR and pussy. Yeah. Nothing wrong like with he, that. Yeah, pal. he could. Like uh, he, Bowie could change uh, Johnny to Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie loves pussy and cars. <laughs> he does. I'm he, not fucking around. He's he's the man, and and uh, that's what he likes, and that's what he does. And like you say, like like you'll get her in bed, and even if you're not going to fuck her, you'll do what? Like you'll go down on her, or play with her asshole, or something. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You take a yeah, cell phone yeah. and you stick it in a pussy, <laughs> and then you take yeah. her cell phone and you call her pussy, and the vibrations like on smartphone will make a squirt smart pussy juice. Like Ron, what can you do? Like in bed, let's say you're not fucking, but like, what's something you can do on an off night? Like when you want to do, you know, you want to mess around with her a little bit, but. Yeah, we just, we just, like, it's, like, when we're going to bed, like, on a work night, like, I get, you know, I get to get up early, so she, she watched, watches TV or whatever, and we're just, you know, both there laying there naked and shit, and I'll just kind of, like, just put her ass up against me and shit like that, and I'll just fuck around with her boobs and stuff, you know. Right, you won't come necessarily. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes no. Would you play with her boobs and uh, her ass? Maybe yeah. just put the tip of your dick in her ass and like maybe rub it around in there, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Got it. Like a little spooning action, you know? Yeah, I hear you. But a little, little, I mean, little more detail. A spoon with a thorn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Excuse me for a minute. Oh, whoa. Everybody, Bernie Mac, how are you? Oh. What the fuck is going on? I heard this shit deep down from the motherfucking dead. Ronnie, I can't believe that you eating all that motherfucking squirt. You need a Sam Wild for that motherfucking pussy. Kick it! I mean, is Ronnie not the man? Uh, you know what I mean? It's like he, every night. Every night, something. Bernie. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Ronnie is the motherfucking master of eating pussy. I ain't never seen no motherfucking white man make no pussy squirt like that. He could put a motherfucking fire out with all that squirt coming from that pussy. <laughs> right. Uh, Bernie, when you were alive, did you ever uh, meet Ronnie? Because you came up to the show a bunch of times. and uh, I guess you met did Ronnie, meet Ronnie. I met huh? Ronnie a lot of motherfucking times, Howard, but he ain't never told me that he was a master at motherfucking licking. Never seen, right. never heard no shit like that. Because you look at him and you go, what the, this guy doesn't know anything about pussy, but uh, he really is a master. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, it's Let me crazy. tell you, Ronnie, you so motherfucking good. Let me tell you, when you die, I want you to find me in heaven. Find me to fucking heaven so we can go around and eat motherfucking. We gonna hunt pussy together, goddammit. There you go. Did you eat a, <laughs> Bernie, when you were alive, did you eat a lot of pussy? Ate so much motherfucking pussy. Found out pussy tastes like pumpkin pie. I ate a lot, a whole lot of motherfucking pussy when I was living. Tastes wow, so I didn't good. know that. Make you want to slap your mama. Don't make no motherfucking sense. Yeah, well, uh, Ronnie's something else, man. What's the weirdest thing? Have you ever, like, um, like, fucked her hair or something, Ronnie? Like, something nobody no, would do? No, no I'm no, not no, into no, that like, kind of weird shit like that. No. Right, right, right. Hey, and I, I think it's, the like, the come in her face and shit like that that's very degrading. I, I That's not my thing. You don't thing. do that. That's not no. 
Yeah. That's some freaky shit, Ronnie. Well, I mean, yeah. Ronnie, you got to be, your, your diet got to be 20% pussy and 10% ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that Ronnie said, like, accidentally, like, he, he drank her urine because uh, he thought it was pussy juice? I didn't care what, at the at that time, I didn't give a shit what it was. It was just like, you were going at she, it. Yeah, yeah, we were going at it, and I knew she was really fucking, you know, on fire, so I didn't give a fuck. Thank, thanks, God, Bernie. Bernie. It, it wasn't going to kill me. I knew that. So when you uh, eat pussy, you gonna need a surfboard. When you eat pussy, goddammit, you find me. When you get to motherfucking heaven, find me. We gonna be eating pussy, slurping it up like two lions in the jungle. Kick it. Hey, Camper. Hold on a second. Who's this that? is the busy, uh, busy day. Busy day. Hey, it's it's Andrew Dice Clay. Hey, how you doing, oh. Dice? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Ronnie, 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 I want to know. You ever have this broad of yours fought on your balls? See if they blow around <laughs> like a flag in the wind? No, dice, no, uh, never happened. The, the dice, <laughs> what do you... Okay, how, about, how about this? You ever save some of that sweet pussy juice in your mustache for later? Oh, dude. That that's another thing. <laughs> what? Now we're talking, it gets, now we're talking. All, it gets all fucked up in my mustache. It does. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you got origami with her cunt lips. At it, bro. They love that. <laughs> no, Ronnie. What are you saying? Uh, Dice asked a good question. Uh, What's that? Because you got that big, thick mustache. I mean, it's crazy. It's like uh, yeah, dude. You know, I got to go scrub the fucking thing when we're done. Because because you have like pussy juice all over your mustache. Yeah, yeah. It all gets in there, and it's like you know. It's like all it hardens hardened up. It right, hardened right. up. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It's like mustache wax. You know? Wow, Dice. Dice, right, it's unbelievable, unbelievable, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, Ron, you ever fuck this broad up the air so hard that your dick tip hits the back of a teeth? <laughs> How about this you know, one? Dice. I used to do this one as a kid. You ever have the broad queef in a jar? So you can huff it like nitrous oxide for later? <laughs> no, I never did that. Yeah, Dice is hardcore. Dice, you love women and pussy and all that oh, stuff. You it's can... unbelievable. I can't get enough. Yeah. Hey, Ron, no. you ever shoot the goo in one of her nostrils, see if it comes out the other the one? The other one? Oh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, Dice, never done that. you know how to make a woman uh, turned on, I'll tell you. It sounds like you're hey, wilder than Ron. for Boone. Oh! Wow, we, you're something else. All right, Dice, thanks, pal. Any other questions for Ronnie? You're pretty much done. Yeah, 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 one more. Hey, Ron, does your mustache crust up like a graham cracker? Yeah, yeah, it does, <laughs> pretty much. That's a man after my own heart. Love you, Ronnie. Thanks, All man. Right. Thanks, Love Dice. You too, man. Two real men talking man to man yeah. right now. Yeah, thanks, Dice. Talk to you later. I wish I could join in, but I'm not that manly, I'll be honest. I don't know how to do all that. Uh, thanks. There, there goes Dice. Isn't that something? <laughs> uh, gee, dude, I heard you talking about that Bruce Willis thing. That's sad. I didn't even yeah. know about that. Oh, you yeah. didn't? You're no. a big Bruce and you know, Willis the guy. Funny thing, the funny yeah. thing is, like, like you were talking about all these movies, like when Ralph called. They ha he has this whole slew of movies on Hulu. They're so fucking bad, dude. Yeah, they're yeah. terrible. It's sad. And you and you could see, like you could see there's something off. But I see, like I didn't know about this until now. Now it all come, it all makes sense now. What's going on with him? 
Like you don't even realize it doesn't even look like him sometimes. Like he like he's And he's out not there. saying much. Right. I, right. Exactly. It seems like somebody like I don't know whether it was his idea or what, but, but I guess he knew this the, the inevitable was happening and he tried to do a bunch of movies, but oh. so sad because that guy's the man. I mean, come on. And I love somebody. his movies, but I had Me a too. couple of them. I had to shut them off, man. It was just like, really? Man, I haven't seen Fuck. the bad ones that evidently Robin was saying. Yeah, that no, they're, Bruce all Willis. Hulu. they're all over Hulu, dude. Forget yeah. they have them. Oh, forget I, it. I prefer to keep them in my memory as Die Hard and that uh, M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie and the uh, Quentin Sense. Tarantino. Yeah, Sixth Sense. Mm, man. Yeah, that, there was a bunch of movies yeah. he made, like, you know, not like A-list movies, but the, like he was a, a a Harbor Patrol cop one in one. I saw they that. Were they were, they were really good. good. Yeah. yeah. They were really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel for the guy. You never met right, him? Ronnie. What? You didn't I, no. Meet? Never met Did you meet him? Did you ever drive yeah, him? Uh, no, I met him when we, we were in uh, California for America's Got Talent going back. Yeah. Yeah. And we were at the hotel. And uh, he was having lunch with uh, Chuck Zito. You're kidding. And I walked, yeah, and we walked into the restaurant in the hotel to have lunch. And me and it was me and Joe. And we sat down at the table with them. We're talking to him. Really nice fucking guy. You're telling me you two guys walked in and Chuck Zito and um, and Bruce Willis had you at the table and you're sitting and talking. Yeah, we to sat guys? there for yeah, we sat there for a few minutes, said hello, and you know we didn't stay wow. long. We you know said hello and then walked. He was real friendly, you know, nice. Wow. Yeah, oh, very shit. cool. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. That's that's how we started the show. That's what Ronnie's referring to. I was like thinking about Bruce Willis and what he's going through. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. It's all over the news. He's, he's no, got an early it's dementia. It's been kid. for months. Yeah, it's been. Yes. Uh, it was announced several months ago. Wow. His kids, his kids put out a statement and stuff. Yeah, sad. No, I didn't see that. Missed it. All right. Uh, uh, by the way, as long as I, there's a couple of things I got to get to here, but as long as I'm, uh, as long as I'm doing the uh, email from the fans here, a lot of people are taken with this conversation we're having. Did you look up this chick, Ronnie, the girl who's the TikTok influencer? Got a huge following. Uh, Howard, you used to need to have a skill like singing, acting, or writing to become famous. Nowadays, you just need to be attractive. We're truly doomed. Well, hey, you know, there's always been the pinup girls and stuff who... Listen, and not only I, that, there were the Gabor sisters. What did they do, right. really? I saw... I saw what you guys had put up on the screen yesterday. Yeah, uh, Alex picture, Earl. Or the, yeah. I think her friend is hotter. There was a friend there in his, like, blue bikini, yeah. wearing a baseball cap, his blonde chick. Yeah, she was pretty hot. She was, I think she's better hotter than she is. Well, that's the thing with this stuff. But uh, here, here's someone wrote, I am confused. What exactly makes Alex Earl so special? She's good at putting on makeup. That's her it factor. No, she's running around in bikinis and uh, trying on outfits and stuff. I I spent a good amount of time uh, but researching. But that's how her. you get girls and guys to sign up because the girls want to know what hot girls do to be so right. hot, and so like she's was, their tipster. Yeah, like I w I was watching some of her uh, get ready with me videos and stuff, and like. I was even watching what she eats. She tells you what she eats all day, but I don't know if it's real because she, she makes it seem like she's eating anything she wants and like snacks. That shit annoys me. Why? 
because you know it's not I real. Because I just, I just rather see you know. I don't I don't need all see all the fucking preparation beforehand. Just fucking come yeah, out like looking it. hot. You know? I yeah. don't like that. I like I like some of the build up, like hard turning yeah. yourself hot. Well, it's like you always need a story with your porn. You yeah. can't just jump in. <laughs> yeah, Howard is a young woman in my twenties. What I love most about Alex Earl is her honesty about getting plastic surgery. She's not afraid to be vulnerable about her looks, even though she looks like a goddess and that's empowering. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I was on that uh, YouTube thing. You know, I have to research these women for of our show. Course. Yeah, it's a job, right? <laughs> we um, I got a new video run of Alex Earl trying on sexy Mardi Gras outfits. If you if you want to take a look, want to see? Yeah, <laughs> cool. That you'll look at. Yeah. See, I like this. I like that she's trying on... Here, here she goes. Like red heart tops. We have two options. I have this red heart top, or we have a bodysuit. I'm going to try both on with the bodysuit. I'd wear these. I got them. They're cute little red hearts. Here's the bodysuit option. A little crazy. I would wear it with this coat. Okay, we're going to try the heart top on now. Okay, or here's the heart top. I feel like we have to do the heart top. For shoes, I'm going to do these white booties. Yesterday, I wore the pink shoes, and they were so comfy. I know I'm going to be hurting in these we're gonna add this hat on top because it goes with the vibe i think i'm gonna be so cold i'm gonna be freezing all right what do you think we also have this it's hot that's pretty good yeah it's pretty the good fuck, the fuck they all have the same fucking voice dude that, that <laughs> so what? Voice. what do you care right that's it's fucking annoying it's just so annoying maybe she shouldn't talk here's my hat you know who needs that shit just put the fucking shit on or take it off. <laughs> oh, man, you're cold. Because she's also talking to women, like, how to get hot. Yeah, I get it. I get it. The body, yeah. Her body's amazing. But the, right. her friend, her friend, in, in that video that you put, you put on the other day, her friend Way is hotter. much hotter. Much hotter. Okay. Well, that's why they have, she has the friends, in case you're not into her. Here's yeah, but, two other choices. Yeah, but you that gotta takes hear away, it takes away from her. He, she should... Hang out with a little uglier chicks than her. Oh, really? Okay. Not better looking than her. <laughs> That's why Ronnie loves strip clubs. You can't hear the women, you know? They just kind of dance and stuff, you know? Right? Because they're not talking yeah. all the that, time. Yeah, yeah, just turn the music up. Don't want to hear a <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, shut up. Turn, up. turn up the music and keep drinking. <laughs> Ronnie's advice. Just put that fucking shit on. Don't talk about it so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I was researching, I found a couple of videos. You might not like these, Ronnie, because this is her just talking, but, uh, she was at Mardi Gras. Again, she's a student at University of Miami. I don't know. I guess, I guess you don't have to go to class. She's at Mardi Gras, then she goes over to the Super Bowl, but, um, she, this is weird. I, I pulled this because she mentions getting put in a chokehold last year and then just laughs it off. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Get ready with me for Mardi Gras. I have never been so excited in my entire life. I'm going to be doing a mix of going to Bourbon Street and then going to Tulane to like the frats. So on Bourbon Street, basically, there's like a bunch of people from up above and they throw beads down below. And a lot of times people will like take off their tops for beads. Well, last year I got put in a chokehold by a random man because my friend like took her top off, whatever, and I saw this guy videotaping her. So I see this guy and I take his phone and chuck it down the street because I was like, don't you videotape her? So then he proceeded to like put me in a chokehold and my friends had to like get me out and it was um, pretty scary. (laughs) 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 
Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's annoying. She was. It's annoying. The only she's she was at least like nervous because she was running around half naked at Mardi Gras and it was cold outside and she was like really fucking freaking out that she might get sick because it was so cold and she was almost naked. And uh, but she's pretty confident. She said that she has a strong immune system. So I don't know if you want to hear that. It's kind of annoying. Not really. <laughs> you don't want to hear how she, you don't want to hear how she has a go ahead go ahead this, all right here she is i know robin telling, wants to hear it yeah oh, robin what? likes this yeah it's a, let robin here she wants to hear about her immune system i here you find go. it as annoying as you do roddy <laughs> everyone on bourbon street was like appalled by what we were wearing like every single person we walked by was like those girls must be so cold and you know what we were freezing but we looked cute so it's okay i got mimosas at breakfast this morning because that just means you're gonna have an amazing day walked into one of the frat parties and they had like a huge like beer bong that was going from like the top of the house like two floors up all the way down so of course the first thing i did was participate in that and i'm like really scared now because i'm like thinking about how many people were like drinking out of that i don't want to jinx myself but i think i have a pretty good immune system yeah she she drank she she played beer pong and people were drinking out of the same thing beer it was a beer bong oh beer bong God, boy, what an opposite experience from what I experienced <laughs> in college. My neuroses was through the roof. What if I flunk out? My father paid all this money. I better go to, I go into every class. I never left my dorm room. I just fucking studied. And then she's out there teasing all these guys' cocks and walks out laughing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Big, big, it's, it's real funny. Evidently. Yeah, it's funny to her. Because she gets off on it, I guarantee it. Yeah, you think you know her, huh? Her type. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Give me the profile. What's she, her she's type? A lot of talk. She's a lot of talk. She's a big tease. And, you know, when it comes to... No time, action? Get that, no action. When it gets down to it, she walks out and leaves, <laughs> you know? She's a guy <laughs> hanging with his cock hanging out. You know her, huh, man? Wow. You, know the, you know the type. Oh, dude, all these TikTok girls, they sound exactly the same. Right. They, sound, they have the, the same type. type of voice with that, eh, eh, <laughs> dragging out the words at the end, the whole fucking thing. They're all the same, man. They all sound the same. Well, here and she's, all, uh, run. You know, she's excited for her outfit. Listen to this. Here she is a little excited because she got another hot outfit to try. First things first, I got these tights with little bows on them. So we're going to put these on first. These are the pants and then we have a matching top. So here's the outfit. And then these are the shoes. I love them so much. I'm so excited. Man, she's excited there with her yeah. outfit. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> You seem pretty angry about these girls on TikTok, taking it personally. You know. Not taking it personal, but, you know. You get, you, you've been around the block enough, you, your age, that you know what these girls are up to, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. They, you know, they, they're good at teasing people, you know? Yeah. They're a lot of, t- lot of talk. You've uh, well, known girls like this? Why do like to be teased so much? They don't. What's that? Ronnie said, says they don't. That? They don't, they think, they, but they're they they, signing they, they, up. Robin, they like to be teased, but they like to have something at the end. You know? 
Who hurt you, Ronnie? Did it start with your mother? Lay down on the couch. <laughs> One of these girls reject you. What the fuck happened? Well, what can I tell you? Mary Ann from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Oh, my God, Howard. You should only know how determined I am to speak to you on a daily basis. I love you so much. First of all, I want to say I can't wait for Dr. Agus. And you guys have to check out South Park with um, Megan and Harry. It's hilarious. But, Ronnie, I follow Stephanie on TikTok now. She is so adorable, so smart, so sexy. You two are really? a couple. What's she She's doing amazing. on there? What, you, you, what, your, your girl's on TikTok, Ron? Yeah. She and is. He gives <laughs> and what is she, she doing is. on there? Are you on TikTok, Ronnie? No, no. Stephanie's on TikTok, and she gives oh. animal advice, and she looks beautiful. She's very natural. She's not like the ones Ronnie's talking about. Because I know Ronnie, what you mean that that same voice, and they show. Does she ever try? Does she ever try on outfits, Ron, or uh, any of that kind no. of stuff? No, no, it's all oh. no. It's work stuff usually. Oh, She's natural, or, Howard. Huh, She's super I mean, natural. Well, but why not? Like. She'll do Put on shit some with titty the, she'll, She does sh some shit with the dog. She'll, she'll make uh, videos I, with the dog and puts them on. No offense. Yeah. That's no, not for me. No, Howard, yeah, I you know. would love it. You, I Howard. like to see uh, uh, Get Ready With Me videos. Nah. Yeah. No, she'll put on makeup. and. Uh, I think she used to do that a little bit, and I told her to stop it. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> put an end to that, huh? Yeah, well, she wasn't no, doing... she was doing on TikTok. What was she, she was doing, doing that you didn't like? No, she was doing it on Instagram, uh, not on TikTok. Now, she wasn't even on TikTok then. It was Instagram. And what did um, she do? I don't know. Just making stupid videos. I'd be sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden, I see myself on fucking uh, Instagram <laughs> with, with, with some stupid face on or something. I, she's making, like, dumb, dumb videos, you know, and I'm going, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Well, Make it right yourself. Leave me alone. TikTok. Right. Now, well, now she, listen. She graduated. You're the money shot, Ronnie, so she had to get you in there. Yeah. All right, yeah. Marianne, thank you. Marianne from Brooklyn, everybody. Says uh, she's a fan. Uh, yeah, Rico, what up? Re Rico in Rhode Island. What can I do for you? Oh. Then I got to I gotta do this um, Black History Month uh, bit. We uh, got in touch with King All Blacks. He suggested that uh, it's crazy shit that this guy's into. I mean. Hey, Howard. Howard. offensive, but we'll get to it. Yes, go ahead, Rico. Yes, I've been listening to you since 94. Uh, you guys are great. Um, Ronnie and uh, Eric and Robin, I, uh, you guys do a great job. Um, Thank you. I, I was just wondering, like, my dad passed in September 22nd of last year. Is there any any tips you could give me? I know your dad passed recently. Oh, you mean like you're like you're upset about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, of I can't give you any tips on that. I'm leaving this conversation. <laughs> why, why are you leaving? I, I, hello. Why are you leaving, yeah. Ronnie? You can't give the guy a couple of tips on how to get over grieving. Me? Oh, Ronnie? No, Ronnie. I'm going to be grieving over myself soon. What the fuck I have to <laughs> grieve for this guy for? <laughs> you know, no, my dad, Ronnie. My my dad was 99, and, I mean, it was weird that he died, but, you know, it's like, um, we just, you know, bottom line is we weren't that close. I didn't know my dad real well. I, if I was grieving, I was grieving for all of the missed opportunities where maybe we could have had some more, you know, like a sort of male bonding or 
I could have known more about my dad from him and or maybe he could have maybe one time asked me how I was doing. Like like have like a relationship. That would have been kind of cool. So I wasn't really re- I wasn't grieving what I lost. I was grieving what might have been. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Rico? So I don't know that I'm Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I could give you a, a way to uh, grieve, but I can tell you this. I have learned a few things in therapy, and the only thing you can do is not block your feelings. Like, there's nothing embarrassing about feeling sad or crying. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. evid- now, this is my psychiatrist telling me. Me, I've spent a lifetime blocking my feelings. Uh, it's worked pretty well for me, but I'm trying to open up a little more. You know? Yeah, you're doing very well. No, yeah, thanks. Trying to like be be uh, somewhat uh, you know human. You know, but uh, for you, it sounds like your dad was a great guy, and you miss him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He taught me a lot of things about you know baseball and sports like that. Yeah, my dad taught me a lot about baseball. That I was an asshole, <laughs> and I didn't know anything about the game. And I was a moron. Keep a scorecard. Didn't know how to keep a scorecard, <laughs> score and that uh, event that, that I was an idiot. Could That's throw what my dad ball. taught me. And yeah. so, like when when he died, I wasn't like, oh gee, I missed going to the game with my dad. I, I went once, and it was it was a horrible disaster. Just complained to my mother that all I did was eat. Mind you, I was like seven. That I had yeah, I had too many was- hot dogs, and I had to go to the bathroom a lot. And, and then, um, and then the other sports thing I did with my dad, he did, I did throw a ball to him. It hit him in the nuts and then he blamed me. But I know I, I pitched the ball square right into the mid. He missed the fucking catch. Yeah. I did that once also to my dad and hit him in the head, but I said, that's it. I'm not playing anymore. But he said, go in. It's okay. You can keep on playing. Me and my so. dad taught me stuff. He taught me I was a moron. <laughs> and, uh, and that I was stupid, and well. I didn't understand anything yeah. about anything. And but you know, you overcame it, Howard. I overcame it. He taught me that I was annoying. Um, I've taken that to heart. But uh, <laughs> but I miss you know. I think about my dad a lot. I remember we took the subway together one time, and he scolded me for not folding the New York Times the proper way. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a cool moment between us i'll tell you the most endearing thing about my dad for me i think about he paid for my college education yeah that's i think about when i when i totaled his car he didn't come down on me for totaling his car he asked me how i was which was really the most endearing thing ever wow yeah yeah that's yeah it was big it was yeah he did a lot of nice things you know listen my old man gave me life and he and in a way it was a very good example in terms of uh Working hard and not cheating on your woman, I don't think. Yeah. You think? I don't know if he cheated on my mom. When I say cheat, I don't think there was a a bevy of beauties lining up for the old man. I think he might have gone to a hooker. And the only reason I say Uh, that, I mean, I don't know why I'm even saying that. I have no evidence. But he did. When I was getting my divorce, he said to me, what are you doing? Go to a hooker. Oh, and, uh, that and was my, his and advice. I, yeah, and, and my mother goes, "What? What are you telling <laughs> him to go to a hooker?" <laughs> wow. Like, what? I go, "Yeah." Oh, I said, maybe he was into that, but I don't think he was. He was a pretty straight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he was into. But um, I miss my dad. I, he, 
he was a great storyteller. He was uh, quite a jokester, and I know what you're going through. Yeah, well, uh, I think Gary would be the guy. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, call Gary on that wrap-up show they do. Flop-up Louie? <laughs> yeah, Flop-up yeah. Louie. He can help you with that. Call him. Uh, yeah, Howard, I have another thing, just a little off-topic. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear Gary rattle on now. To this guy, but... <laughs> Sorry, I love you? my dad. <laughs> no, I know you love your dad. I loved your dad. Uh, your dad was a good dude. I told you that. I just okay. You know, so how'd you get over your grieving? Hold on, Rico. I got some help. Okay. Do it quick, though, I mean, Gary. Don't I'm, go into one of your long stories. No, I mean, there's nothing. You just, you just, you know, you just think of them all the time, and you just honor them and think yeah. of them, and and that's it's, right. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. Yeah. I talk about just, my dad. I, I think about my dad all the time. I do. I do that, and I don't. And you're right, Gar That's good advice. What Gary's saying is basically, uh, you gotta whatever he just said. Forget it. Yeah, I will say this. Mark Maron said something great on the air last week because it really hit me like a ton of bricks. He said, "If you have one good parent, you'll be okay." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how yeah. I view you. Your yeah. mother was fucking insane, and your dad. Right. Your dad was. What, your dad great was great, guy. and yeah. he and he sat down with you and said, "Listen, your mom's insane. Don't uh, listen to her." And that's why I have such love for him. And and and, but it was even more than that. It wasn't just that he told me that he. He took me to work on Saturdays, and when I was younger, I used to view it as, oh, my mother foisted me on him, but I realize now my dad was like, I got to keep him out of the house while lunacy's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that was good you were thinking of him. Yeah. Yeah, I think about my dad all the time. Yeah, I'm the opposite of, I, you know, I don't even talk about it because I think I made you laugh hardest. When I was telling you about my father's funeral, I mean, I had you crying yeah. because it was just such a farce because nobody liked my father. <laughs> and we were all sitting there and they, you know, when they were planning the funeral, they said, does anybody want to say a few words? And <laughs> everyone said no. <laughs> like, no, get anybody people, but uh, us to talk about people it. drove off in their cars <laughs> all right thanks uh, oh you said you had uh, one other thing but because i do want to get to uh this bit with uh king of all blacks go ahead yeah, how it yeah just that but when the president went to ukraine yesterday yes. i Fabulous. mean there there's no way that ukraine's gonna come out with a win over there why don't they why doesn't just surrender and just give them what they want so we can get lower Gas prices and everything we back to somewhat normalcy. Listen, and save people's Rico. lives. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should. Um, I think we have to back the people of Ukraine. I think that it's a land grab. Um, you know, Putin is a monster. He's a, he's an enslaver yeah, of people. These are people. These are people who want freedom the same way you want it and I want it. I want freedom, and I think you know. What would uh, President How Biden will going this over end, there? Howard, how will this end? I think it's going to end like um, almost like it began. It's going to be a cold war in a sense. It's going to be like North and South Korea. It's going to be like some kind so of. So he will get some land from the Ukraine, and then they'll know. have a a Ukraine that isn't maybe a dictatorship. Or or maybe the old borders will just go back because at some point Russia is going to get annoyed. But and I mean, the, the Russian people are just being it's like our Vietnam. They're getting 
thrown over there. They're young sons. They go into this war. They're getting chewed up by the war machine. I mean, there's so many deaths. There's so many kids in Russia who are trying to get out so they don't have to go fight. But uh, listen, you say yeah. just surrender. Would you have said just surrender to Hitler? Uh, that it, yeah. that Would that have been a good plan to keep France enslaved? To keep, you know, remember our history of the world. The guys who have success in Ukraine wouldn't stop at Ukraine. Then they'd go to Poland and then they go, they keep going for some reason. Hitler, same thing. At some point, Europe had to stand up to Hitler. United States got involved. We had to take a stand. And so better we do it now than when the guy starts invading Poland and we get into World War III. Yeah. Because if yeah. Ukraine surrenders, why wouldn't Putin yeah. just invade more countries? Why not? Well, well I, think, I mean, we've yeah. now got the situation of China saying, oh, maybe we'll send uh, Russia some aid. Well... I'm I'm thinking that we've got some pretty good diplomats who are saying to China, let's keep a lid on this thing. I, I'm and China likes doing business with us, but we are the United States. We're not like any other country. We are the yeah, leaders of the free world. The leaders of the free world. Ukraine is free, and we're trying to stop. We're trying to stop another Hitler, quite frankly. And yeah, I know you can make a difference. Wars. Listen, I, no war is good. I wish we could stop the wars, but there's always some fucknut who has to fucking... You know, Ukraine wasn't making any moves on Russia. No. They were peaceful people. They were just living their lives, and now, now all of a sudden their country's blown up. They must have and some good resources that Putin wants. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, it was part of the old Soviet Union. He's trying to, you know, put it back yeah, together. Yeah, so maybe he'll stop once he gets a little bit of it back. Well, that's what they said about Hitler. Listen, let's just give him the all he wants to do is uh, put Germany, you know, the old and then then he didn't stop. Yeah. Well, we have enough firepower and it, it'll be a nightmare if he goes any further than that. Maybe. I don't know. the Listen, man. Yeah. This is, I, I look at I look at the, you know, Ronald Reagan and, uh, you know, the way he stood up to communists and. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't take any shit from anybody. He was a leader. Yeah, but there was no war. No, that's true. There didn't have to be a war, remember? He got in office. The fucking Iranians, they, they got right in line. They were all afraid of him. <laughs> figure he's nuts. <laughs> Which yeah. he was, but, but you know, he was our nut. All right, listen, uh, Rico, yeah. I don't have all the... You're asking me a lot about grieving. You're asking me about uh, Ukraine. What do I know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. anything. Yeah. No, you have a, a lot of gummy. wisdom, huh? Yeah, but I also jerk off to weird porn. You know what I mean? It's hard to take advice. <laughs> well, we, all have, we all have our good and bad. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable uh, what I do. Hold on a second, will you? Oh, it's the president of Ukraine, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Hi, ah. hi Mr. President. Uh -huh. Alex, yes. you need to get this fucking dick off the phone. Your father Rico? must... Yeah. Your father must be spinning in his grave at what a pussy you are. <laughs> I hope he come back, smack you across the fucking head. You come over here, Ukraine, compare balls. Your balls must be like hamster-sized ball compared to mine, you fucking asshole, disgrace. All right. Well, Rico didn't understand why yeah. we're there. I explained to him. He gets it. He gets yeah. it. Take it easy, uh, President. You don't deserve anything. In the meantime, I want America <laughs> to send panties to... Ukraine, you need it to turn the toy of war. Uh, more panties. More panties. 
All right. I just Thank hate you, Rico. War. I hate it. Right. Hate I, it, hate it. I hate war too. It's Thank never you. for any good Thank reason. You. you know what I always say? War. What is it good for? Absolutely. I say that too. How, where yeah. do, that's kind of catchy, Howard. <laughs> hey, you know, I see people carrying on about this or that. War starts when you get into other people's business. You know, like with this uh, transgender issue. I see these guys going nuts in the news. Transgender, the bathroom. This, who gives a fuck? Somebody wants to put on a dress, cut their dick off. What do you care? It's not bothering you. Somebody wants to do that. I'm all for it. Um, somebody and why did your right God, high. if your God is so great, why did your God put you here with all these people you hate? Right. You know. I think he it. put them here. People get worked up about Because he doesn't everything. have a problem. <laughs> I'm watching... Uh, and never mind. I got to take a break. I, I, I just want to play this bit for you, too. I mean, because it is Black History Month. It's the lamest bit ever. It's King of All what Blacks. What is this? What it is is uh, I, I got to take a break, but I'll come back. <clears throat> King of All Blacks suggests that some black people are authentically black and other people are whack. <laughs> and, uh, and he's going to tell us the difference? Yeah, he has all kind of reasoning. And it's going to infuriate you. Of course it is. Because well, who's to say who's black and who is? And how to be black. I'm sure I'm considered whack in his his mind. You know, you don't know. It's kind of weird because uh, I was looking over this list. Uh-huh. And uh, like, like, look at this. Like, he, okay, Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes. Is he black or whack, for example? Okay. And, uh... uh let me play the theme know. song first. Yeah. <laughs> this is King of All Black, and it's time to play Black or Whack. Black or Whack. Go here. Black or Whack. He said he claims to me this is the way to honor Black History Month. I said, I said hardly. I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, so Patrick Mahomes, here's what he says. Patrick Mahomes is Whack. Because he has a white wife. When you have a black father like he does, and he's black, I don't understand why he had to go way over on that side. We never have any evidence of him showing his blackness. And then he goes get a white wife. And not an Italian one with some color. He got a white one. She white as a piece of uh, a paper towel. You know what I'm saying? So he, he wants to shed his blackness. Seems like he wants to shed it like a snake. <laughs> And that's why Patrick Mahomes is whack. Yeah, I mean, I don't even understand that's that thinking. Sick and ridiculous. Yeah, according to him, the whiter the wife, the whacker the guy. I mean, when are, how are we going to progress as a society if we keep going with these kinds of uh, this kind of nonsense? Well, uh, obviously, the king is not progressing. <laughs> Speaking of king, so okay, Martin Luther King Jr. certainly. A legend. Gotta be black, right? He's gotta be black, right? Is he black I or white? I think so. All right, here you go. Martin Luther King Jr. I hate to put whack in the, in the same sentence as his name, but I have to. Because he didn't understand who he was dealing with when he was trying to get the white man to accept him. You can't make somebody love you or to give you what you think you deserve. But he thought that. And that's why he said we could all come together and join in the Negro spiritual. 
Bread last year, yeah, that all sounds good, but the white man was sitting there going, I ain't laying down with you, nigga. But at the end of his life, he learned the lesson. He said, I'm sorry that I thought that we could get along. And that's why in this case, and I feel bad saying it, Martin Luther King, I mean, King was whack. When did Martin Luther King say, I'm sorry? I never heard that. Whack. Lock that shit in. All right. What a tribute. Oh, wow. Martin. What about Jay-Z? Not, I don't think. What about Jay-Z? Jay-Z got to be black, right? Not whack. I, I don't know. Did he go whack because he went... Be- What's going on with your mic? You keep cutting out. Did you know that? Hmm. Let me... Let me um, i tell you what. We'll continue this game in a minute because your mic keeps... Cutting out. Cutting in and out, yeah. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. Let me, let me, uh, let me do a commercial and then, uh, let's see if I can fix it. These newscasters, you know, they all act like children. They, you know, when you're on regular television, you know, you're not on cable or something. It's like, you gotta act so goofy. So, Hell, Michigan, you've heard of Hell, Michigan. It's a real place. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it was super cold in Hell, Michigan. And, uh, and that's news. <laughs> well, yeah, like they all got so excited because they could say hell. One of these guys is like carrying on that like he, he oh, gee, I never could say hell before, but because it's and they all have the same idea, you know, hell froze over. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, they get so excited about it. I don't, I don't know. Media is so lame. Fucking lame. They're, and they, they're so excited when they get to say it like a slightly naughty word. I mean, hell. And you know the saying, when hell freezes over? Well. <laughs> oh, look at that transition. <laughs> Looks like that may be happening. This is hell, Michigan, where they're dealing with frigid temperatures. Highs yesterday did not make it out of the teens, making it truly one cold day in hell. Can we just say that it's in Michigan? So this has happened <laughs> okay. before. Um, you know, I know, I know it's a great news story, but they're in Michigan. In right? 25 <laughs> years here, I, 20 years here, I've never been able to say hell on the air. Oh. I've been able to say it three times in 10 seconds. Oh, okay. is that? Wow. exciting. Oh. I feel so, well, because it's a place I feel so name, big boy. Right? Because it's a place name. Yes. Right. Okay, got it. Just so I know how the rules work. So when I worked that? at a radio station, we weren't allowed to say Hell's right. Kitchen. Okay. I'm not kidding. All right. Now I'm uncomfortable because I'm afraid I'm going to do it by accident. <laughs> All the fake laughter. and They're grown people. We got to say hell. I mean, geez, it's so... A horrible job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So silly. I don't even know what they're carrying on about. You know? And it turns out news anchors being lame is a national phenomenon. Every station across the country seems to have done a version. Yeah, of they all get that same idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's a little montage for your listening We've got some breaking weather news to tell you about. It is official. Hell has frozen over. I am so going to hell to find out how cold it is there today. It's a cold day in hell. Well, it's been more like a cold week in hell. Michigan, that is. I'll do it when hell freezes over. Well, guess what? It's happened. Not only is hell frozen <laughs> over, but it's under a winter storm warning. It's finally happened. A cold day in hell. Not in H. I can't believe Robert is uh, hell has frozen over. <laughs> I never could say hell before, but now I can because 
It's a real place. Hell, Michigan. <laughs> Imagine that's your job. God, we had a great laugh today at work. Uh, we had to say the word hell. And, uh, you know, In hell, Michigan. Big, deep voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I used my, I said, hell has frozen over in my big, deep voice. Wait till, wait till we do the story about cunt New Mexico. Yeah, it's <laughs> cunt New Mexico. Oh, they're so excited. Double L, but uh, here in the community of Hell Township. The one good thing about a cold day in hell, as long as you have some snow, you can make one of Hell's angels. So hell froze over, pigs may be flying outside. And what does it take to get some rain around the Bay Area? Chicago is literally colder than hell right now. Hell, Michigan. We went to hell and back. It is so cold outside. How, How cold is it? That hell, Michigan, has frozen over. Yay. Yeah. Got a little item here about Piss Flaps, Missouri and how wet it is. <laughs> I will uh, start lobbying for people to change yeah. their names to these weird town names so that these people can get some freedom. I was a uh, disc jockey in Detroit, and I didn't do a lot of hell, Michigan bits. I should have, like, I... I think I could have like turned the tide of those low ratings. If I, <laughs> I got to tell you, some crazy shit going on down here. Hell, Michigan is frozen over, and a terribly sticky situation in Jizzrags, Alabama. Yeah, Jizzrags. It's a real name. I never could say Jizzrags before, but what can I say? Yes, Meredith. <laughs> Meredith, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, say your piece of mind. I mean, I mean, say speak your mind. A piece of mind. <laughs> well, I was. I'm just a white girl from Connecticut, so I probably have no uh, cause to talk about something like this. But I just think that King of All Black should know that being black is not about the color of your white skin or color of her hair, but it's about the struggle. And people go through their own struggles in different ways. I think it's very ignorant of. Him yeah, I mean, don't. That. Don't uh, take anything King of All Blacks says seriously. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> it's in its absurdity. It's funny. Well, That's it. I think yeah, that absolutely. a lot of people would find King of All Blacks whack. <laughs> yeah, you think? Thank you, Meredith. If you want to finish the bit, so uh, King of All Blacks for Black History Month suggested he would like to tell us who is black and who is whack, whatever whack yes. means. But so far, Patrick Mahomes and Martin Luther King Jr., one of the greatest orators and, and civil rights leaders of all time he says is whack i mean but what 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 will he say about jay-z whack or black robin it's very hard to tell i like i said jay-z probably used to be black but now he's whack so you say whack yeah all right i'll lock you in on one. whack lock it in all right here we go jay-z is black He's smart enough, been around white people a lot, a long enough, Jews, whites, whoever, in this music television business to know how to blend in with them without being a coon. He knows how to stay black and behave. <laughs> I love it. That's why I think Jay-Z is authentically black. Yeah. Got a lot of. You oh, gotta go through a lot of changes <laughs> yeah. to figure this out. 
He's just silly, right? I mean, he, you know what he I mean? Is, he's a, he's, he's a simpleton, is more, more like. Right. He, everything's very simple. But do you believe, like, that he believes anything he says? No, I think he believes it. He you do? has this idea that he's some kind of philosopher. Right. He really right. does think his thoughts are deep. All right, Bill Cosby, what did he say? Oh, Bill Cosby's, I don't know. I, Bill Cosby was <laughs> never black. You say he's whack. Yes. I mean, not you. You say King of All Blacks will say he's, <laughs> he's whack. He's got to say Bill Cosby's whack. Whack. Lock it in. <laughs> Bill Cosby is black. He tried to help the black community by saying, we need to read more books. We need to stay together. We don't need to be having baby mamas. And black people turned on his black ass. But he still tried to get that message. Now, I know he's done a lot of crazy things. But I can't erase that moment when he tried to uplift the black community. And he got a mm. big ass nose. <laughs> and that's why Bill Cosby what? is black. You see, none of it makes any sense. No. Most racists aren't even this racist. I, mean, <laughs> is, I, I talked to a guy in the clan and said, boy, that king of all blacks is pretty racist. Yeah, he, he ought to join um, us. Eddie Murphy. What I don't say know. About it? I don't know. I, I can't call this, obviously. I mean, it's terrible. Eddie Murphy's the greatest. Well, he hasn't said he, Eddie Murphy could be black. You gonna say black? You know, should I lock in on black? No, uh, why not? All right. Black, bitch, lock it in. Oh, see there? Eddie Murphy is whack because oh. he lived in the same hometown that I lived in. And I saw him one day and my friends asked for his autograph and he acted like a snob. So that's a personal reason why I think he's whack. And he also married a white woman too. So yeah, you have to put that in the, in the, uh, in the soup. You got to put that in the soup. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's the greatest. <laughs> What's he talking about? I don't know. So anybody who marries a white woman, they're yeah. automatically whack. Yeah. Well, what he claims. <laughs> Listen, to I didn't right. think about who Eddie married. Now, Nelson Mandela, he's got to put in the black category. Nelson Mandela is a guy who, who went to prison for his belief. I mean, Nelson Mandela's the greatest, one of the greatest men that ever lived. And he stepped I mean, out of prison and became president of the country. So what is he, whack or black, according to the king? I don't know. I can't call that one, but I know Nelson Mandela's a great man. All right. Here he is on Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, you don't get no blacker than this nigga. Trust me, he went to prison in, in South Africa during apartheid because he didn't want to oh, bow down right. to the white man. He wasn't right. just talking it with a dashiki on, smoking some incense. He really went and did the task of, of standing up for black people, and then his wife left him. So you know that's why he is black. Every answer is like And that. his wife left him? What has right. that got to do with anything? I don't know, but he mentioned it. Um, <laughs> I think it's a compliment, I think. <laughs> He's very black because his wife left him. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, 
Every answer with this guy is like a college thesis. I mean, he's got a whole thought process. That's what I'm saying. He thinks his thoughts are very deep. They're just plentiful, just not deep. Right. Dwayne Johnson is the rock. Is he, uh, is he black? I didn't even he's know He's part black, I think. I didn't know that. Well, what does he say about Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Is he well, black or could, whack? We can't, can hardly tell if Dwayne the Rock Johnson is black. He's got to be whack, right? All right, let's see. I'll lock you in. Whack. Lock that shit in. Dwayne Johnson is whack because he has a black father, but he tries to uh, put on his Hawaiian motif. It seems like he's trying to be Hawaiian and always smiling like, you know, like he just ate a pig. And, you know, he's another one that tries to not erase his blackness, but he doesn't want to highlight. He doesn't want to highlight. You never see him cooking ribs like, you know, down home. He always acts like he's in Hawaii. And that's why Dwayne Johnson (laughs) is wicky, 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 whack. Wow. Well, Well, maybe Dwayne Johnson grew up in Hawaii. (laughs) Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is mixed race. He has a black father and a Samoan mother. And on on the Twitter, The Rock said, I identify as exactly what I am, both equally proud, black and Samoan. That's it. He ain't hiding. But he always acts like Hawaiian. Yeah. See? Well, this is King of All Blacks. (laughs) This is what his, this is his contribution to Black History Month. (laughs) You know, I mean, listen, but I never saw I'm saying like the guy probably grew up in Hawaii. I never saw Desmond Tutu uh, cooking ribs, but I feel he's a black man. <laughs> never saw Mandela cooking. Michael ribs. Jordan. I, I got two more here. Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. I'll start. He's with got Michael a Jordan. white wife, Howard. Who? Michael Jordan. Yes. Oh, well, you, then I guess you're going to say whack, huh? I'm going with whack for Michael. Jordan. Whack. Lock it in. Michael Jordan, he's so black, and I'm talking about in color. He make white, like if you if he had a dirty white shirt, it'll look clean. That's how black he is. <laughs> but with his business acumen and reaching out and getting everybody to get these Jordans and the billion-dollar-year business probably more than... Ridiculous game. What is he carrying on about? All right, Michael Jackson, is he black or whack? Oh, he's got to be whack. Whack! Lock it in! Let me see. This is the last one. I'm done with this. Michael Jackson is an honorary black. Thanks to his father for keeping him black. Remember when he was a young kid, he had got all that black in him. You know what I'm saying? Look how he was just got to finish eating some grits while he was singing. But what happened was people got to him and said, listen, you can make more money if you assume the white persona. You know, back in the day. All right, this is ridiculous. So crazy. He oh, acts listen, like he, he was at every numbing. table. <laughs> he was there when this conversation happened. All right, here's a little bonus for you as we say goodbye this morning. Uh, Tan Mom wants to give us an update on what she's been up to. I haven't heard from her in months. Yes, Tan Mom, I would what? love to know. Yeah, but hi, can you hi. give us a... Hi, Tan Mom. Can you give us some sort of idea of what's going on in your life? I know the fans are very eager to hear this. Uh, I just want to say I'm really, really happy. I I met somebody. Um, you know, you know about Can Talk. I've been doing that since we just put that out. 
recently um, the Dan talk, and people seem to like it. And I think it's like a comedy show, to be quite frank with you. Um, it aired, got made it to Tubi, which is really exciting. But I met this guy. Um, he's a new producer on the Tan Talk because we're going to do another three set series, which will come out like more serious. And anyways, um, he's from California and he's a new producer and I've been chatting with him lately. So that's been exciting. And besides well, that, just- uh, you've just said a run on sentence that is loaded with information. Tan Mom. <laughs> Let me, uh, uh, Tan Mom, you say that, um, First, I mean, geez, how do you dissect this? Uh, number one, you're in a comedy show, but the show is about to get more serious and the new producer is coming in and you've been talking to the producer. And it sounds like you're hinting that well, romance. Well, she also said something about 2BTV. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you heard more than I, I didn't even catch 2BTV. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I know. Everyone always says I ramble on so fast. Uh, uh, who says that? I'll fight them. How dare they insult you <laughs> as you ramble on. Tan Mom, what you're saying, I think, in your own unique way is that uh, you've met a man that you're being sexual with. Is that what you're hinting at? Um, well, it's, well, it's, it's what you don't know. It's Tan Talk. It's my new show. Well, Tan Talk. Now, I got that. Yes. Right. But he's the producer, and no, it hasn't gotten to that. But I've been, I'm taking it slow because I've met some men, and they're like, I have lost like a lot of trust in men. And, right, uh, men are bad. Well, let me, let me, let me uh, understand something. In other words, you're having romantic feelings toward this man. Yeah. But you're moving slowly. Have, there, it sounds like you two are realizing something more than just a friendship is developing. Is that correct? Is he reciprocating? That's the the question. Yes. He's he left the, the country, actually, Robin. <laughs> he's the one that's actually pursuing me. Which um, let me make sure your reality is clear. Uh, what did okay. he say to you that indicates that he is interested in you romantically? How direct was he? He just says. You know, you're beautiful and I like your, I like your sense of humor. I like your company. You're easy to talk to, which obviously I'm not. Mm. I talk too fast, but, um, he just, um, thinks I'm a whirlwind. He doesn't care about like, you know, how Pan Pan mom started. He cares about me. Did he kiss you? Did he move in for a kiss? Oh yeah. I got that done. All right. You got that done. All right. So he has kissed you. Yeah. What about your magnificent titties? Did he put his hands on them yet? I uh, tried to, and I said, no, but we're going to take this slow, because I am not rushing. And plus, no, I'm not that type that way. How long has he been working you to try to even get to touch your titties? Um, about three weeks. Three month. weeks. So he hasn't even uh, manipulated those uh, bongos. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> All right. I mean, then, when will you green light that move? Um, probably this weekend coming up, we're going to go out to dinner and who knows, why not? It's, so your plan it's is go out to dinner at some point when you're in a, in a more, uh, let's say, uh, discreet type of situation, you will kiss right. him and you will allow him what over your top to play with your bongos. Yeah. Why not? Right. Not under the bra. <laughs> well, you don't wear a bra, right? No, I don't wear a bra. <laughs> right. So he'll be able to really get a good feel on those things, right? Because I know they're yeah. magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then, what's your next thought? Uh, kissing, titty, and then I guess third base. When will you allow him to put his finger inside of your magnificent vagina? Uh, 
Oh, God, that's going to take a long time. A long time. All right. Yes, going to have to pry that thing open, you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably sealed. For, you know, you haven't, had, you haven't had it in a while. What's that, what's that uh, machine where you, you, you know, you do the cranking and it starts to spread whatever? Oh, that's called a, uh, that's called a jackhammer. <laughs> And you're telling me, uh, well, how long before you think, um, you know, will you, will you, okay, here's a legit question, Tamam, because he has romantic feelings, you're having romantic feelings. Will you, will you, when he feels you up this weekend, will you manipulate his penis over his pants? Of course. That's oh, you will? Oh. Oh, oh that, that, that's love. You're telling me you're going to feel it through his pants? I'll touch it. I mean, when you're getting intimate, I mean, it's only fair. So but you it's... haven't you haven't felt his penis through his pants yet. Yeah. And so when yeah. he's when he's playing with your boobs, you will, will you take his penis out of his pants, or will you leave it in the pants and rub it over the pants? Leave it in the pants. He can wait. I see. I see. Yeah, that's kind of hot. In other words, you'll you'll yeah. you'll press you'll you'll push with pressure with your hand, and he'll press into your hand. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I'm dead with that. Yeah. Well, it's a week for. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to just. Um, I'm just. A lot, I'm a little nervous. That's why I'm my cousin. You know what I mean. I have no idea what you mean ever. <laughs> have you have you sexually fantasized about this gentleman have you ever um se- you know like in your dreams thought about having sex with him oh yeah i, I was mm-hmm. a couple nights ago so yeah right. i mean that's that well, that's a good sign this this could be something you touched yourself while thinking about him yeah okay okay but, take it I easy also, wait 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 howard yeah I just wanted to bring up Tan Talk. That's on Tubi. Yeah, I get that. Tubi, Tan Talk. <laughs> but it's really, really funny. Okay. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, uh, Robin and I are big fans of your humor. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. There's no evidence that the show would be unfunny. I mean, uh... Oh, hey, Tan Mom, it's Andrew Dice Clay. Would you like to meet uh, Tan Mom? Hey, listen, Tan Mom, I got a question for you, honey. Uh-oh. Do you tan yeah. those twat lips? What? No, what? I don't. Yeah, I want to know if she tans the twat lips. Because oh. I want to show your... them up like some burnt bacon strips. Oh, <laughs> oh Dice. my God. Dice, you want to say to Tan Mom, do you, do you tan your vagina, Tan Mom? Well, twat, yeah. vagina, same fucking thing, right? Come on, <laughs> I guess you make a point. Hey, That's damn, true. mom, you know, listen, honey, I got some sunscreen for you. Pump my cock and I'll glisten you up. SPF 69. Ow! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, uh, let me I'm tell you, Tim. I'm telling you, I want to pound that leathery pussy like I'm breaking <laughs> in a new baseball mitt. Oh, <laughs> you are the man. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, rub Tam, a rubber oh, band yes, around yes. it, sleep with it under my 
below, you know? <laughs> Tan mom is you know, lovely. Other, hey, hey, how can I talk to Tan mom? You know, because sure, I, I always wanted to fuck a pile of beef jerky, you know? Come on, <laughs> let's go, honey. Easy, easy, easy. I mean, you know, she's a lovely woman, and, and Tan mom's saying? been my friend. How long have we been friends, Tan mom? I mean, a long time. I mean, come on. 14 years. 14 years, nice. I mean, 14 yeah. years too long. I'll tell you what. That snapper is so dried out from those standing oh, beds. I'm going to oh, need no. a toothpick to get her pussy chips out of my teeth. No. I'm going to close the door. You've insulted her. Oh, horrible. Come on. <laughs> exactly. He wants you so bad, Tan Mom. Let's face it. He wants Tan Vagina. That's what he wants. Well, Tan Mom, I'm, I'm so excited about something called Tubi. I've never been. I don't even know what it is. But uh, it sounds like you're pioneering something new with your Tan Talk and uh, your producer. When, when is Tan Talk on? Um, it's on Tubi. It's streaming live right now. I Tubi. mean, it's, just, uh, it's, <laughs> it's on right now. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. No, Tubi. Robin, Tubi. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I love you, Tan Mom. You're so sexy and and uh, and wonderful. You Thank had you, Tan a good Mom. Holiday. Everything's all right. The kids okay. Everybody's oh yeah, fine. everyone's great. Everyone's good. wonderful. Yeah. Good. Yeah, a Tubi, right? Uh, yeah. Tubi. Uh, what is it, Ralph? Uh, could, please, please, could you let Dice back in? <laughs> All right. Tam Mom, do you mind? He's, Dice is very sexed up. Tam Mom, Dice is sexed up. He's dying to get back in. Dice, oh what, go ahead. I'll let you flirt a little with Tam Mom. Go ahead. And now I'm just thinking, thanks, Howard. And I'm going to need a lot of lube for that burnt-out cunt, you know? <laughs> if I fuck her, I can start a fucking fire. Oh! Oh, wait a second. You know, Tan oh, Mom... Oh, my goodness, Dave. So many men fantasize about you. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, honey, though. You know, I'm talking to you. It's like listening to a fucking moron like you cooked your brain in your head. Oh, stop it. You're, that, you're oh, sexist. You're sexy, right? You're, you know. Come, uh, come on. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll see you on Tubi. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what is Tubi, Tam Mom? I'm really uh, unaware. I'm, I'm being. I'm trying to, you know, promote here for you. It, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's like um, YouTube. It's not YouTube. It's Tubi. Um, it's a. <laughs> Uh, it's Tubi. Like it's yeah. not YouTube, it's but like, it's like YouTube, but it's not. Can YouTube. I suggest? I can see, no, listen. I've I've, I've done radio my whole life. I'm going to make a suggestion. Go on Tubi, and on the first part of your show, just explain what Tubi is. People will be <laughs> loving it. But it's just like Paramount Plus. It's a streaming channel. That's all right. I know uh, about. Can I can I see you on it, or do I just hear the um audio of no, it? You can see me. You're actually I can see. and Robin are in one of the things. It's really funny. Is that right? Oh, great! Yeah. I mean, wow! What an honor. <laughs> you know, how am I? Know. How am I involved in one of the things? You know, I was just when, when I do glossy, and when I was in a coma, 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 I was dead on the floor. So I come out, and I'm laying in a no, I'm laying in a bed, and then you and Robin come out, and it's so hysterical, and I'm just go into the sky. Remember when I was in the coma? Well, like, mm. the beginning of one of the series is like a cartoon and you guys are so cute in it. I mean, it's adorable. You have to check it out. Okay, right, well, we're, we're cartoons, I think. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll check it out and then we'll call our lawyer, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, uh, if you don't mind. 
Um, and are you making money finally from the show? I'm always afraid yeah, that we're you're... Making, you... We're making money, and um, we, we're having another three-part series coming up. This is going to come out better because I feel better today than I ever have. In other words, here. Tan Mom, if I may break in here for a second, you've actually seen a paycheck from this uh, this new show on Tubi? Yep. I see. All right. Okay. Because, you know, now, I look at Adam you. Barter, her uh, partner. Oh, yes. Is he in this? Yes. Of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, who who oh, else yeah. is believe, Who else believes in Tan Mom besides <laughs> Adam Barter? <laughs> oh, please. A lot, of, a Adam, lot of people do. Adam, you're on the show as well on Tubi. Is that Hi, right? Yeah, I'm on the show. I want to talk about her, the guy she's dating. So it's actually, I want to fill in some information for you guys. So it's actually. No, a no, 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 no. I don't want to give any. Adam, it's my personal. That's enough. Are you, I mean, all right, I just want to clarify. I don't know if he's going to say it. You haven't mentioned his name, right? No, don't, don't give his name. I mean, okay, uh, yeah, that, that's that's personal. He doesn't want to be. Is uh, a, is that, what do you want to say, Adam? That, go ahead. Oh, I just, I just want to say I'm so proud of Tan Mom. You know, we got this show on Tubi. She she has been working her butt off. Like she literally And you know the guy that scary. she's in love with and that she's considering uh, rubbing his penis over the pants? Yeah, his name is. Oh, it's not. I don't want to say the name. No, I don't no, want to say his name. name. Sorry, sorry. He's a producer. Yeah, he's a producer. That he works on the show. So she's technically having a workplace romance. It's like if you know you and Robin got together, basically. Well, it, it, it is, I hope you're reporting this to HR because uh, you know Amy Robach got in trouble uh, on her show. You know, Adam, uh, you're a fascinating guy, and you know a lot of people have called you the Colonel Tom Parker of the Tan Mom Empire. Uh, you've really hung in there with Tan Mom. A lot of people thought after your first fiasco, I mean song, <laughs> that you would have maybe bailed on Tan Mom, but you, you've hung in there with her. No, you see he's, her. He's stayed and stayed. You see her as a yes. meal ticket and you're sticking with her, right? She is a meal ticket. Well, no, she's not a meal ticket. She is a superstar and a meal ticket. But she okay. really, she has talent, I think, that she, I'm so proud of her. She's just, and the thing is, she's never given up. She's always, Always persevere through surgery. You know, Tan Mom, you've uh, you've built up an organization around you that is impressive. You've got this producer and you've got Adam Barda. It really is something the way you put it all together. So I do compliment you on that. I hope you know that. Oh, thank you, Howard. I appreciate it. And Robin, I appreciate it. All right. And well, I do want to uh, say it's one of the most popular. She's on one of the, she's actually has absolutely a, a, a appearance in another series that's the most popular on Tubi. So she is like taking right. over all Tubi. Right. I know, I understand. All right, but the two of you. It's always an invasion and a takeover. (laughs) It's always it's it's what it's called a a delusion, and we're going to have you both locked up. (laughs) Delusion. By the way, I'd like to uh, I'd like to, in honor of Tan Mom calling in, I would like to play "Tanning Is a Girl's Best Friend." The mole on my leg may be a melanoma, but tanning is a girl's best friend. Skin cancer is gross, but a pale face is grosser. So just like me, quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. Now yeah, whatever. Life is shit, and men are ick. Ew. But a tan stays with you till the end. Fucking tan. Want my skin to listen like the colonel's chicken. Yeah. Tanning is a girl's best friend. Nivea, 
me a wine tropic. Tell me all about it. <laughs> there it is. From uh, Tan Mom, the musical, uh, the uh, tanning is a girl's best friend, you know. Nothing, the yeah. Melanoma sucks, but let me tell you something. You're as crispy brown as the Colonel's chicken. You know you're onto something. You're so sexy, Tan Mom. So exciting. And uh, good luck with this boyfriend. It's good to hear her in good spirits. I mean, oh, you're so guys. sexy. It's almost a waste to think that uh, you wouldn't be giving that uh, special sexual uh, treat to some man out there. And now we learned that you're actually it's, contemplating it's going to happen yeah yeah it might happen this weekend robin with the titty feeling and pressing of the penis over, the, over the we may film it we may film it for the show film it please and uh, give me the exclusive i would love it <laughs> all right adam all right, tan guys. mom thank you so much we love you, you. love you Bye. of course everyone loves uh, tan mom i almost called her tan uh, instead of just tan mom <laughs> Just tan. That's mom. right, Robin. Yeah, just tan. <laughs> the coming of tan. All right. Well, listen, you've got more show than anybody deserved out there in the audience. So uh, what a show. And we learned a lot of things today. Too numerous to repeat. I will remember to tell you that Pink, beautiful Pink, will be here performing a little something for us tomorrow. We'll get to catch up with her, find out what's going yes. on. And, um, yeah, and Shark Week. Uh, I'll give that one more plug this week on Howard 101. It's Shart Week on Sternthology. Here's some of the most horrific on-air accidents and worst sharding, shitting in the pants stories in Stern Show history all week long. And uh, that's it. That's it. I'm, sure, um, I'm sorry there was no break between the pink plug and the shart plug. <laughs> I, it's all it's all good. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Coming Wednesday, Howard welcomes pop legend, singer, songwriter, and three-time Grammy winner, Pink. Pink will come and perform a little bit, and that woman sings like a motherfucking angel, Pink. Only on Wednesday's Howard Stern Show.